to another exciting episode of the Fire and Water Podcast, a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Irredeemable Shag. Along with me today will be an all-star cast of nuclear subs. If you aren't familiar with the term, nuclear subs is a name given to listeners of this show. Over five years ago, we started out as a podcast about just Firestorm and Aquaman, so the label of nuclear subs was eventually assigned to the listeners. While the network has grown by leaps and bounds, the term still holds a special place of respect. Now, there are a lot of benefits to my real-world job. As a door-to-door pog salesman, I've had the opportunity to travel all over this great country of ours. And each time I stop, I make sure I seek out some of our internet friends so we can hang out face-to-face. I was traveling for most of this past August through October, which is why my podcasting life mate, Rob Kelly, and friends had to fill in so many times. However, during that time, I did get a chance to hang out with some amazing people that you're going to hear in this episode, including in Virginia, I got to hang out with my friends Stella and Tom Paneris while we ate Mexican food. In North Carolina, I had ice cream with Keith G. Baker and Darren and Ruth Sutherland. In Iowa, Kyle Benning and I visited a comic book shop, and then we recorded in his studio. In Michigan, my buddy Doug Zawish and I ate at a place called Green Lantern Pizza. I'm not making that up. In Ohio, went to Half Price Books with my friends Little Russell Burbage, Professor Alan Middleton, and Aaron Bias. Then in Indiana, I hung out at an amazing comic book shop all day with my buddies Ben Avery and Luke Dobb. Then finally in Alabama, I hung out with a new friend, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist, in his home. Now, my only regret this year was that I had two particular visits where I failed to record audio. Uh, I had a great time hanging out with Mike Gillis in the state of Washington and Michael and Rachel Bailey in the state of Georgia. But sadly, you won't be hearing their melodious voices on this episode. Now, during each visit, I asked my friends who were their favorite Mort characters. Now, a Mort is a complete loser, 
but you'll hear a more detailed explanation of that in a moment. Before we get started, though, I need to take a second to thank our sponsor. This episode of the Firewater Podcast is sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collected editions, all for up to 42% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. Today, I wanted to pick a title um, that sort of had to do with Mort's, kind of, sort of. Uh, it's a bit of a cheat, but I picked DC The New Frontier Trade Paperback by the amazing and uh, sadly not with us any longer Darwin Cook. Now, if you're wondering why I'm suggesting Morris, because there was a whole issue dedicated to a group um, during World War II called The Losers. And if you've ever read any lo- stories with The Losers, this one is, whew, it is, it gets you right there. It, it gets you right in the heart. And uh, anyway, DC New Frontier, if you've never read it by Darren Cook, it's amazing. It takes place during the Silver Age, during the Cold War, and it focuses on a lot of DC heroes. And it is a, just an astonishing tale, gorgeous artwork, one of the, the greatest comic books to be uh, published probably in the last 30 years or so. Definitely check it out. DC New Frontier. Now, this collection is full color. It is 480 pages. It normally retails for $34.99. You can get it on in-stock trades right now for 42% off and only cost you $20.29. And let me tell you, folks, that is a steal. This is a book you will read again and again and you will treasure. So for this and all your other trade paperback needs, please visit InStockTrades.com. Now, you know, we've been producing episodes of the Fire and Water Podcast and affiliated shows now for over five years. And I'm proud to say the listeners of this show and and the community of folks that have sprung up around our network are the single greatest collection of geeks anywhere. I mean that. You people are simply astonishing. You folks share feedback on each and every episode, whether it be opinions, whether it be little-known facts, or just something to make us laugh. Some of you share artwork with us, and some of you even share original songs. Now, as I lead into my discussions with friends today, I want to play a song by the dastardly creative Luke Dobb. He did a song a few years back about how this show made him feel. It's called Making Steam. Steam, of course, is what you get when you combine fire and water. And, you know, steam is really powerful. I mean, if you think about it, steam is used in so many different ways, you know, from simple things like cooking food, but it's also used in agriculture and it's used for cleaning. And in fact, you know, steam engines played a pivotal role in the Industrial Revolution, you know, powering engines, energy for boats, you know, trains that help people crisscross the country. And I just found this out myself. Apparently, modern steam turbines are used to generate more than 80% of the world's electricity even today. Folks, steam is powerful. Folks, you guys, together, are powerful. Mondays were such a drag But now, with Rob and Shag Matthews and Kelly like the feed We don our super suits Orange scales and flaming toques We become nuclear submarines And we are We are Making, oh, oh, we're making steam, making steam. Oh, oh, we're making, oh, oh, we're making, oh, oh, we're making steam, making steam. I finally found a place, my super sacred space, where everybody knows my name. Cliff Craven, grab a seat. It's Cliff Carmichael Street. Throw one down and have a drink with me. And when I'm feeling blue, here comes another who's who. And 
an epic journey A to Z And we are, we are oh, oh, We're making, oh, oh We're making, oh, oh We're making steam, making steam Oh, oh We're making, oh, oh We're making, oh, oh We're making steam, making steam I remember it like yesterday When I was first all the fan The flaming right away Oh Aquaman and Firestorm Were standing arm in arm Two heroes fighting brave and bold Let there be no confusion One's a king and one's a fusion The stories to be told And we are, we are Yes, we Making steam, making steam, making steam, making steam, making steam, making steam. Welcome to a very special episode of the Fire and Water Podcast. I am the Irredeemable Shag, and I am here with two of my very good friends. My friend Tom Panarese. How are you doing? Panarese. And my friend Stella. Hello. Both from the Secret Origins Podcast. And we are here... Hi, Ryan. Ha- I was only on one time. <laughs> you betrayed me. That was enough. And You were on the same episode. I still felt betrayed. Okay, Kettle. <laughs> anyway... So we decided to have a short conversation as part of a three-part crossover. There'll be a segment on Tom's show at some point. There'll be a segment on Stella's show at some point. They might not all come out the same month, and if they do, it'll be a minor miracle. Mm -hmm. But for this part of the show, we decided we would talk about our favorite morts. 
Now this, I guess you could say this is almost came out of a conversation that happened over on the Who's Who podcast, which is part of the Fire and Water podcast network. Mort's being characters, whether they be heroes or villains, that are just ridiculous. They don't deserve the attention they get. They don't deserve to be the main bad guy of Batman. I hope I'm not stealing one of yours by saying Kite Man. Kite Man is the perfect example of a Mort. His, his gimmick is kites. He has powered kites. He flies with kites. It's redunculous. He doesn't deserve to be in the pantheon of Batman villains. But some writers make it work and make it funny. And some people just love the character for that. So He's we're going to be in Batman. Did you know that? It's going to be what Batman? The Rebirth Batman. The, the comic book? By Tom King, yep. So he's he, coming back. Well, fantastic. Fan-damn-tastic. <laughs> That's why Composite Superman keeps coming back. Anyway, uh, so let's throw it over to Tom. I'm trying to think of a Mort of somebody who is just absolutely awful, yet secretly I kind of love the way it was done. So I will not be ranting about Cousin Oliver from the Titans. Oh, <laughs> or any of the, thinking, of the scrappies <laughs> from you know. I will not be ranting about Danny Chase or Terry Long, but there's a Mort villain named Trident who makes his first appearance in um, New Teen Titans number 33. This gorgeous cover because there's like a pitchfork in his back and it's called Who Killed Trident, and it's like these three guys all have this guy this disguise of Trident, and they're all like absolutely terrible at being a supervillain and it's just the way Wolfman and Paris do it it just it works out perfectly so it's like you know it's just this stupid idea for a villain it's almost like perfectly purposely a mort and yet he pops up in the story behind it is just it's brilliantly written it's not played off completely for laughs it's not farce it's just that they're just that bad at their jobs and, and he makes an appearance later on where he's just as he's like in this he's in league with like I think like the the puppet master or the disruptor or like one of those villains that kind of came about and Gizmo or something and they're just like a, a B-list, C-list uh, team of, of, of heroes. So just I like the fact that it's like a stupid villain yet at the same time played deliberately stupid and it works really, really well. All right. That's a good one. I, like, I remember him from Who's Who. I thought it was Who's Who. And didn't Perez do the artwork? He did. So it's gorgeous looking. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. So. so, Stella, mm-hmm. could you please tell us your favorite comic book Mort? Yes, I picked two. So anyone who knows me, I think, will know what the first one is. Someone who's really near and dear to my heart, Killer Moth. Oh, that's not who I thought you were going to go with. Oh. I thought you were going to go with Velvet Tiger. No, please. We, we love the Velvet Tiger. Yeah, we can't. Martin Gray does, but we still have to figure out her 10-year-old Sorry. origin story. <laughs> uh, Killer Moth, I mean, he's just like Kite Man. I think he's got, you know, he has the weird gimmick with being involved with moths, and he's got his moth car, and he uses, like, a sticky gun of, you know, stuff, and his, that is uh, the, if he has That is the people, dirtiest looking. When he shoots that goo, it oh. just, it. I try not to think about it. I like think it's intentionally did. designed. Okay. Anyway. And if he has money enough in his goons, then they wear, like, little antennae and stuff. <laughs> but um, I just think he's great. Uh, he recently came back out in All-Star Batman. He's more, like, techie now. He came out? No, he reappeared in All-Star Batman. <sighs> but he was previously in maybe Green Arrow or something. So he's more techie. It seems like he's more legitimate. But I like his sort of standard clothes and, you know, being a loser at heart. And 
I think mostly I love him because he had a hand in Barbara Gordon's origin, so it goes hand in hand with, with what I love. And I also his, have... Well, hold, before you move on, his costume yeah. is hilarious yeah. with the colors and yeah, everything. Yeah, the green and the purple, yeah. and yeah. So how do you feel about Caraxes? I don't like him, and it's funny because I remember I had uh, a DC encyclopedia, you know, and going through it, and I didn't know of Caraxes. Like, he's in there, but not until you and I did Underworld Unleashed... Did I see the cause and effect of, of that? I don't like him as much. I like the the classic. When did they undo that? Was I it before the New Fifty Two or? I guess it had to have been. Yeah. Yes, I, I don't know. Yeah, All right. Sure. My other one is uh, a Spider-Man rogues, and I don't know if he could be considered a Mort, but it's Shocker. I just really, I was wondering what you were, no, I was wondering, um, Shag's doing the gesture. Yeah, that's not what I mean. Herman Schultz, the shocker, <laughs> but, uh, I think he's, I don't know, I really like him, but he's also one of the characters that I'd be a total black cat and say, no, no, honey, keep your mask on, because you know how she doesn't like Spider-Man taking his mask, I just like him better, you know, in his suit and everything, you know? <laughs> Do you know I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, black, do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. It's making me think of it. Well, you said black cat. Black, black cat. cat. I thought you yeah. said black hat. No, black cat. I thought you, I thought you meant you were being a bad person. No, black oh. cat. Yes, black like, cat. Like yeah, Felicia Hardy. Only likes yeah. the, like She's the in love with Spider-Man, Spider-Man not Peter Parker. It's, yeah. it's yeah. a superhero equivalent of we don't need to ruin this by talking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, but I mean, he does wear like a quilted pattern, he's a butt of Spider-Man's jokes, but I just find him really fun. I think I probably fell in love with him mostly in Spider-Man the Animated Series, uh-huh. but, because uh, that was probably my first big introduction with Spider-Man. But now, was he treated I, I as a morted, a mort there, was he, or was he successful? Um, no, I would say that, I, he's kind of in between, I guess. He may not be like the okay. perfect definition or paradigm of well, Mort. He always fails but, though. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. I mean he does uh, errands for the kingpin and such. But yeah. I mean he's always I, I feel like a Mort is also someone who can easily be the butt of anyone's jokes just yep. because their costume or their name <laughs> yeah. or, or their whatever. Name. Yeah. yeah so I, I he's certainly one of those. I would definitely say he qualifies. I wasn't trying to question your judgment. No, I was yeah. just trying to remember him in the cartoon. Because I seem to remember in the cartoon, he actually came off as kind of cool. But, mm-hmm. but you're right. At the end of the day, especially nowadays, he's a joke. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the double like you did. The first one, is they're definitely morts. But they were highly successful or popular morts, I should say. Mm. Which was during the Justice League International Bwahaha era. There's a podcast about that, too. You might want to check out, by the way. Anyway, there was the Injustice League. They were a collection of absolute losers. Uh, Major Victory, Clock King, Multi-Man, Big Sir, Big Sir Bruce, uh, who's just this guy they met in prison, uh, and I'm forgetting someone else. When they got together in the Justice League issue during the Invasion crossover to form a superhero, supervillain team, it was possibly one of the funniest issues of the series. They're so inept... And their personality quirks get in the way of them doing anything successfully. Yeah, don't they full, basically bankrupt the casino on Kui 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 Island? It could be. I don't. I think I don't they recall. do, and I don't think they do it on purpose. Oh, I think exactly. they're there in in their civilian identities and Big Sur like proves to be like Rain Man and, and bankrupts <laughs> them. And eventually, the Justice League just to get them out of their hair made them a hero, made them heroes and assigned them to Justice, Justice League, League Antarctica. I mean, they were just hysterically funny. Very well done. I mean, they were purposely more, but by being successful, I mean the Just League series was very successful at the time. My other one is also a Spider-Man character. I guess you could qualify him as a hero. Frogman. Wow. I love him. Completely because of an issue of Marvel Team-Up, where it was Spider-Man and Frogman and the White Rabbit. 
and it was hilarious. It, it basically there was a he was a supervillain originally called uh, Leapfrog, I think. And then his son, who was basically a slacker, comic book gamer nerd, got a hold of the costume to and wore it, and he looks like a giant anthropomorphic frog. And he leaps around, and he and he he's successful and saves the day, but it's always through action. He's the Jar Jar yeah. of Spider-Man's you know allies, and I just love the character. He's so much fun. All right, all right. Well, why don't you tell folks besides the Secret Origins podcast where people can find you? I'm going to be the new regular co-host on Who's Who when it comes back. Rob and I have an understanding. and uh, But actually, you can find me on my own podcast, which is Backworld the Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast. And that's on the BatmanUniverse.net. And I'm also on the bi-weekly Batman comic Wait, Batman Universe comic podcast? There wow. we go. You're really invested Batman in that Universe. one. No, every, every, I am. T- every time you talk about another podcast, you can't even remember what it's called. Yeah, I know. And then the third one I'm on is the comic book film review where we take a look at movies that are based off of graphic novels or something. I'm on In Country, taking a complete look at the Marvel comic series The Nom. I'm also on Pop Culture Affidavit, which takes a look at everything random in the world of popular culture. Both of those you can find over on the Two True Freaks Network of Podcasts. Oh, adolescents this generation have no respect and are a far cry from my sweet Jane Eyre and her friend Helen Burns. Why, just this afternoon I was Stella. across and, and you know what? Men too. Well... Uh, uh, Stella? Serious men like the tragic Mr. Rochester and teachers, pa! They're all like the villainous Mr. Brocklehurst. Hey, Stella! Uh, yes, Thomas? As much as I enjoy, um, indulging your insanity, we have a promo to record. Oh dear, and what might that be? That is you and I telling everyone that we have a brand new podcast out there. It's called Required Reading with Tom and Stella. Once a month, we will take a look at a single work of literature, discuss it, analyze it, and determine if it's worth its place in the canon. Oh dear, that sounds delightful. Oh, I'm sure it will be. And you can find us on the Two True Freaks Network, which is at twotruefreaks.com. Oh yes, Required Reading with Tom and why is it Tom and Stella? Why can't it be Stella and Tom? It rolls off the tongue better? Okay. Well, that was easy. So, required reading with Tom and Stella at com. Thanks for contributing to the promo there. You did a great job. Oh, you are so welcome. Hello, coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. I am sitting here with two close personal friends and another guy. And, uh, well, you know, I'll just introduce them. We have here Darren and Ruth Sutherland from the Secret Origins Podcast. Hello, happy to be here. Also got Keith G. Baker here, from, also from the Secret Origins Podcast. Keith, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. There we go. And continuing in the vein of what we talked about with Stella and Tom, we thought we would talk about our favorite Mort characters. And being that Keith is a bit of a Mort himself, <laughs> we thought we'd let him start. Keith, why don't you, why don't you tell us some of your favorite Morts? Oh, let's see. I made a list of some of my Morts when you asked me about it. 
The first one that came to my mind was actually Rainbow Raider. Is oh, a, okay. He, he, and a lot of the Morts in my mind were villains. Okay, Just sure. because a, villains are great to be Morts because especially the comics that I grew up reading in the 80s and stuff, they that's all of them were Morts. They, they were designed as one-issue characters. They came back later, and eventually we came to love them. But uh, Rainbow Raider always is, is up in my mind just because he's a guy named Roy G. Bavolo. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, uh, who, who is it? Is it Rob that talks about uh, if you have a name? Oh, well, we both say, yeah. Yeah. Predestination. Predestination, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, Rainbow Raider, I just always liked just because he had a cool power set where each color may was something different. It could affect the Flash in a different way. Yep. I mean, and, and eventually, you know, Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skyver uh, killed him off. Well, Jeff Johns killed him off and stole that idea to have the Green Lantern Corps that we have now. <laughs> so anybody the emotional who, spectrum? Yes, anybody who likes the emotional spectrum Green Lanterns, you can thank Rainbow Raider. I call those the Skittle Lanterns. Exactly. But they, but they all come from the Rainbow Raider's power cell. I mean, you would shoot somebody with a red beam of light, and they would be angry. Yeah, I mean, that's a Troticus now, you know, yep. whatever. But anyway, he, he was one of them that I had. Um, I also like Signal Man, just because, of his, <laughs> just because of his outfit. And I think it really has a lot to do with um, Justice League uh, 195 through 198, because he was one of the uh, Secret Society of Supervillains at the time. I yep. think he was also in the, uh, in the Secret Society of Supervillains comic, too, from the 70s. But he had just the most outrageous costume that was designed by someone who was colorblind you know yes. is, I mean it, it, and re- tripping. it really reminds me of, of the Kronos outfit I mean it's just, okay, yeah, yeah. it's just you were on acid or something they were on in the 70s and design and design that outfit. So I've only ever seen that character in Who's Who. I was going to and say it is utterly bizarre that costume. I remember him taking out the Batman pretty easily in the in the Justice League in that Justice League issue at the begin at the beginning of the of that uh, little arc. Okay, he took out Batman rather simply. So I'm sure that would happen nowadays too. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Batman would have planned it that way. I right, think. It's, how, it's how they would have done that. It's all a trick. It's all a ruse. Yeah, but. I don't know. I, I just jotted down a few more. I, I loved Airwave. Airwave, okay. You know, Airwave, Hero. Airwave, yeah. uh, Hal Jordan's cousin. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and I think that was because of the Action Comics back, back uh, stories, how they had the supplemental stories, those eight-page eight, eight yep. deals. Yeah, Airwave was in the back, in the back of a lot of those, and it was just... I think Alex Savick drew those, maybe? Probably. Yeah, yeah but I, I just... I just remember it was it was Superman and somebody else. Yep. He was he was the and somebody else for like eight or nine issues, and it was just awesome. So, Aquaman was in some of those. Yeah, yeah, yep. Aquaman was, and uh, I think Doctor Fate was in some of the back. Uh, some no, of those. I, I know he was in the back of uh, Firestorm. No, Flash. Flash. Yes. Doctor Fate took over the flat the Firestorm spot in the back of Flash. Right. That's right. That's right. Thanks for doing fact checking. Hey, it's not my podcast. <laughs> fact checking. <laughs> Just spreading misinformation, Pete. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you guys get on get on some of the Morts a little bit too hard, like Northwind. Oh, don't even start me on Northwind. Well, look, Northwind was a great was a great character for what he was for. He was he was meant what, to what fill is a, that for. He was meant to fill a spot on on Infinity Inc. He, what spot was he meant to fill? Uh, the the foil for uh, for Hector Hall. I mean. Just to be something that Hector Hall, the stepbrother, that took over, took he could actually fly, and and Hector Hall couldn't. He was he was he was Hawkman's Hulk, son, right? And he he really had nothing to do with that legacy. 
but Hawkman had this had this not really stepson but a friend son it's it's War yeah. who was actually part bird and could fly. He was meant to take over the Hawkman legacy, and Hector Hall got mad about it and eventually turned evil or whatever the hell happened to him. And you had Silver Scarab, you didn't need another Hawkman. You didn't need Silver Scarab, is what I'm getting to. <laughs> <laughs> you could have you could have had Hector Hall and not had Silver Scarab. You really could just just shun him straight on to being Doctor Fate, which they finally found a okay. use for him later. That was his Doctor Fate was awesome. Right. I mean, it, but up until then, he was kicked around. He had a he had a headband for a while. It was really weird. You know, his his outfit. All the Infinity characters had some troubles. Yeah, but. But it was a great, it was a great story. Okay. Up until Todd McFarlane started drawing it, then it kind of got. Eh, I liked it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like, I like Mr. Bones. Okay. But are you um, going to defend Composite Superman? I, I, I always talk about Composite Superman just to get your goat. But <laughs> yeah, I just I, he looks good. Uh, just like the look of him. Yeah, that's about where it ends. But the stories that he was in weren't all that all that great. But I will defend Snapper Car. Oh, wow. So, a lot of people a lot of people get on Snapper Car. Snapper yeah. Car like Northwind filled filled a spot. He, he was the obnoxious he, teenage sidekick that nobody wanted. Exactly. And everybody needed one of those. No, they didn't. Sure they did. There no. was Speedy. What they did to him? They ignored him until he became he a drug He had powers actor. or he had abilities. Yeah. He had a bow and arrow. Snapper Car. There you go. I'm snapping. Right, but you you need somebody who who gives the man on the ground perspective of the man in the sky. You always you need that you need that even if he is ridiculous, even if he's using slang that kids at the time didn't use, but who the who the forty year old writers writing it thought they used. You still you still need that grounded perspective of the superheroes. Sna- Snapper Carr made Bob Haney teenage speak seem feasible. Yes, but look at when it was written. It was written in the '60s. Everything was ridiculous. Okay. I mean, it's it, it, why not? It's comics. Everything should be ridiculous if it needs to be. I mean, it just made it fun. Just like Johnny Thunder. Johnny Thunder made it fun in the '40s. Oof, man. There's some people <laughs> that will have it out with you. Well, that's that. that's fine. That's fine though. But is he but, on your Mort list? Yeah. Okay. He's yep. He's right after another one. But Johnny Thunder though, he filled he filled that role. He was he was the average guy with extraordinary powers. Sure. But he was an idiot, and that was the whole point. You cannot have somebody smarter than an idiot have that much power, otherwise they would naturally turn evil. Ronnie Raymond. Huh? Ronnie Raymond. Right, who was an idiot. He was a dumb jock. Right, exactly. Yep. So I mean that and, and what happens when you put the smart guy in charge, when you put Martin Stein in charge? He becomes an elemental and goes off into space and starts killing people randomly. Nobody but you and I know what that means. Right. But okay, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. I mean he he filled that spot. He he was comic relief. But but he was supposed he was supposed to be comic relief and they had to give him a superpower too, so they gave him a genie, a genie that he couldn't use correctly. Right, right. It's a storytelling method that's lost as having something that's fun just for fun's sake. Okay. But the Mord I had before that, which I don't really know if he is a Mord, okay. is the elongated man. A lot of Whoa. Some Whoa. people consider him a Mord. I don't. Who, who considers him a Mord? Give, them the, give me their address and we'll take care of this. All the people who, like Alex Ross, who want to put Plastic Man in his place in the, in the Justice League. Right. Every single one of those people should really just I, go somewhere else. I, you don't want to get me started on Alex Ross. <laughs> I mean, I've seen how long your list of characters is. We don't have the, no, enough time right. for me to talk so, about Alex Ross. So, anyway, I, I, the Alan Gator Man and Sue 
made really made made the Justice League. I would agree. Again, because Sue was there, she gave them the average person a, a perspective of what was going on. And then all of a sudden, Brad Metzler happened, and all of a sudden, DC Comics is a dark place to be. Mm. Anyway, on the flip side of that coin is someone who no one thinks is a mort these days, and for some reason, Warner Brothers thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread is Cyborg, who's the biggest mort in the, D- in the DC universe. <laughs> okay, you, you probably just got a lot of people's hackles up. Explain yourself. That's fine. Uh, he, he was he was great in the Teen Titans. That's yep. where he should be. Uh, I mean, he, he, he was a great one-note character of, of, hey, here's somebody who had a tragic accident, and he can do he's part cyborg now hence hence his name but they did it a lot better uh in the authority with the mechanic yeah that's like 30, 20 years later though, i understand right? i understand that and he was on the shelf in between that time what did he do in between that time he was he's never had an ongoing series till now right and he should he, there's no way he should be in the justice league there's no way he should take martian manhunter's place in the justice league for one thing just he, he doesn't belong there he would be great in teen titans I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. I think it's instead of being that he who's never good enough to run his own series, no one had the courage to give him his own series. And no one had the right story to tell. I don't know what that right story is. I don't write comics. Everyone should probably be thankful for that. It pretty much would be kind of a one-no-she's-hot thing. But it seems to me that somebody by now should have been able to write an entertaining run of uh, uh, Cyborg. We should have been able to talk about, like, remember that 90s series of Cyborg that went on 32 issues that was great? We That's should true. be able to say that. That's true. Well, well they, they did have that uh, four-issue um, miniseries uh, for Teen Titans where they spotlighted each character. One character per issue, though. And that one issue about Cyborg is probably the best thing that he was ever in. Do you know why? It was one issue. It was from the be- <laughs> it was a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it was one issue, and it was awesome. Now, if you were talking about Jericho here, I'd be all on board with you. Oh, Jericho's horrible. We agree on that. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's. <laughs> but then again, uh, about 70% of the Titans are horrible. So, um, you know, once you, once you get past... You're making the, enemies left and right. Once you get past the new Teen Titans where Beast Boy's on the team, then it just goes downhill from that. I mean, when they start bringing back uh, Lilith, who was horrible in the first place, they got rid of her in that second series. And then they bring her back in for some reason when she was already... You're bad talking, you're bad talking a hot redhead on my podcast. Oh, I understand. It's not a safe place to be. I understand, but, but she her place was taken by a hot brunette who was... Who was Raven, and they're the exact same character. So, if if it's if it's Raven or Lilith, you got to go with Raven. I mean, yes, with Raven you get the you get Trigon every third issue, but yes, exactly. That's the Teen Titans right there. It's so, Trigon every third issue and Jericho in every issue. So, Darren and Ruth, do you get the feeling that we're going to pull this rubber mask off of Keith and it's actually Frank underneath there? Any minute now, because that's the, that's the vibe I'm getting. What? I was going to say, it sounded very much like him to me when they said that it shouldn't be Cyborg, it should be Martian Manhunter on the Justice League, so I wondered if it was Frank at that point in time. <laughs> if not, I knew he was making Frank happy. <laughs> but uh, I, at the same time, I'm just really happy that we're here at the table with Keith because he has a list long enough of morts to make up for mine and Ruth's complete lack of any. So I, I really this, appreciate that. I figured this was a good stalling tactic. It was giving you guys you know, time to think of like Count Vertigo, you know, all these different Green Arrow villains, right? Wild Dog was great. Wild Dog is a mort. <laughs> Did you? But the four issue series, he was great. Then they took it, took it somewhere else. Mort. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll agree with that. He is a mort now, but. Okay. It's created so, to be a mort. This Look is this is on the same topic, but a little bit different. But tell me why DC Comics 
wants to shove Metal Men, OMAC, and the Fourth World, and Doomsday down our throats every time they reboot something. Because the Metal Men are freaking awesome. But they're not awesome enough to carry their own stuff. Because people aren't getting it right. Okay. People have forgotten the fun. Yes. Metal Men should be fun. Yes, but it should it should be an eight-page strip in an event, adventure comics anthology. So what's next? Maybe. Yeah. Sadly, you've got me thinking that might not be a bad idea. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. But we all are the age that we would enjoy some good anthology comics, and the That's true. audience isn't going to buy them. Legends of Tomorrow. I mean, yeah. it's it's out there right now. It the first and issue numbers were decent. So I don't know about the rest of them. But so say the four of us bought it. I yeah. There we go. So. Why can't you have eight-page comics on comic comicsology for like for like forty-nine cents? I have no idea. That is ridiculous to me. Why DC is not well? They they're doing like Wonder Woman. They're right. doing some digital first. Yeah. But yeah, an eight-page third thing would be great. Yeah. All right. So wait, you said Metal Man? Who else? Omac. Omac. There's there's no reason to bring Fourth back World. Okay. <laughs> I am a latecomer to the New Gods. Yes. Right? I. I, I didn't find them until... You love some Big Bear. I know. Okay, no. Forever People... <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Uh, Forever People, no, not so much. But Mr. Miracle, you know, uh, Orion, all the you know, the regular new gods, really good stuff. In fact, I'm reading right now... For you named two. Shut up. I'm reading right now for no apparent reason... I'm reading a New God series from the 1990s. I don't know how I... I read Cosmic Odyssey, and all of a sudden, next thing I go, like, oh, I'll read this New Gods that no one celebrates. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm reading right now. New Gods I get. If 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 I read Kirby, it's Marvel. I, I just... It, it's, it seems like every time he tried something at DC, it was... It was just not there, man. Did I you just, read his original Mr. Miracle? Yes. I actually have a bunch of those issues also. Okay. I, the Mr. Miracle, I'll give you that. I, I, I dug that. I dug... I dug that character in Barda in Justice League. Yeah. But, you know, uh, how many times is Darkseid going to come around with his pair of demons and Granny Goodness says that says that I've been a bad boy or whatever the hell she does. And You know, you it's, can make, it's just because you're not in it. You can make that argument about every supervillain that ever comes I, back. How many times true. can the Riddler come back? No, how many but, times can the Joker come right, back? Right, but what I'm talking about is DC every time they reboot, all of a sudden here... Dark side's attacking again. Oh, great! Now, now he's in the origin of the Justice League. Yeah. I mean, Dark Side's their main guy. That's who right. Their but, guy. but they do the same thing with Omac and Metal Man. I, I don't know if Dan is Dan Omac back is, again. Uh, he, I'm, he'll be back pretty soon. Oh, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, there's Brother Eye. How many times is Brother Eye going to be a problem? Right. I, I mean, hey, here you go. Cyborg, take care of Brother Eye. There you go. Oh, I mean. Cyborg could take over for OMAC and work with Brother Eye. Who's also, you know, there is yeah. such a thing as too long of a podcast. What else is on your list? <laughs> uh, no, that's a, that's a, that's about it. Uh, no, yeah. no, there's like three sure more pages. There's three more pages. You got to scroll down there. No, no, no. Um, I did have Commander Steel on there, but he, he wasn't really a, as much of a mort as his grandson when he started hanging out with Vibe and them. But, but the original Steel uh, series, I actually, I actually got that. Steel the Indestructible Man. Yeah, oh god, that Jerry was Conway. awesome. Yes. Yeah, with yeah, that that was great, and and I loved him in in uh, All Star Squadron, but I don't know if he's considered a mort. I think that his legacy was turned into a mort. So you can sit here and knock steel, but she didn't even touch vibe. That takes some serious. I I don't hit low hanging fruit. That's just too. <laughs> that's just vibe's just too easy. And plus, I I love Cisco on the TV show. Agreed. And he's. 
he's erased a lot of that bad will that the, that Paco had from the from the Justice There's League. Nothing books. like Paco, other than they have the same name, right? Or you're right. part of a name, I should yeah, say. Yeah, but all that what you're saying, man, and all that stuff that that was in that was just way too much for me back then. Okay. Yeah, the, the I, I, you talk about slang and snapper car and let you and he'll let you defend vibe and how he talked. I mean, it's 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 just snapper car for the eighties. Have you ever watched the DC Nation short with Vibe? Yes, I, like I did. I did like that. Best thing ever, where he's break dancing. It's awesome. Yeah, it wasn't as good as the Animal Man ones, but Animal yeah. Man. Yeah. So love the Animal Man. Ones. But no, I mean that's all. I, that's really all I got. Oh, I did have have one thing for the Sutherlands about Green Arrow. Uh-oh. Right? Uh-oh. My only thing with 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 Grell was that he moved Green Arrow for no reason to Seattle. I don't know why. There, uh, huh? It's not a reason. Keep talking. Keep no, saying No, no, that's, that's all I got. Keep saying utter nonsense. Go no, that's the only thing I have. I, he should have stayed in Star City. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, unless he really liked drawing the Space Needle is the only thing that I could figure. Uh, we've heard him talk about that, actually. Yeah. He, he, he lived in Seattle, so he knew the he city, the and time. he was Makes comfortable. Sense. And he wanted Green Arrow to be real and exist in the real universe, so he wanted to move him from a fictional city to a real city. Okay. So that, and then it was. He said, "Well, I've got to. It's got to be a city I've lived in, and that was New York, Chicago, or Seattle. And he felt Seattle fit the best as far as." A woodsy character like Green Arrow, so and where it was located anyway. Yeah. Star City was in Northern California at the so, time, anyway. So, and it put him near. Uh, you said the the, Sh- the Sherwood Forest theory, so yes. it put him near a forest, and also the the constant rain gave him a reason to give him a hood. That's, yeah. You can hear all of this in Warlord Worlds episode number eight, I believe. <laughs> That's right. Great Thank interview with Mike Grell. You guys did a fantastic job. Thank, Thank you. you. It was easy to interview him. You just ask a question and he. Let him tell a story. Tell you a story, and it's It's wonderful. And you just sit and you smile and you nod and you think this is magic. (laughs) Well, folks, thanks for listening to the Keith G. Baker Hour. Um, Let's go over to the Sutherlands and see if they have had enough stalling time to come up with a few morts of their favorites. I think I'm stumped. I I actually very much like Keith's approach. I wish I had exchanged some messages with Keith earlier because I didn't give any thought at all to villains, and that would have been much easier than me trying to think of. Because I was thinking, okay, who who are the superheroes that I like, and who are their friends and acquaintances who you could really sort of like uh, those are aren't important those aren't necessary like, like Shadow? Side kits. I, I wasn't going to mention Shadow <laughs> because you got in enough trouble with Shadow recently I did but, I did <laughs> but actually I, I and I was stumped because I was thinking oh you know I, I could say yeah you don't need this character you could leave that character out but at the same time I was thinking oh yeah but they add good character development and I'm glad they're there so now I'm going to eliminate them and before I knew it I didn't have anyone on my list and, and Keith just kept naming villain after villain. I was thinking, oh, this is great. Why didn't I pull out my who's who issues and flip through them and I would have had a page long like Keith did. And I didn't do that. Fair enough. But but somebody didn't ask the question until I was already at work today. So. Hey, you know what? If you can't keep up, apparently you can do all kinds of stuff at work, but not with check your Facebook. Apparently not. That's right. Yes. So uh, I, I will actually just feign ignorance as well that I'm not that spontaneous. So Ruth, now that your husband's proved to be completely useless, <laughs> do you have any more you'd like to add a little? No. You no. named Batmite on the way here. Right, Batmite was all I could <laughs> Which think of. Shag's already told you you can't I use know. that. I know. I was trying to think of useless sidekicks. Make your argument for Batmite as a more. Oh, I think part of it is designed for an audience 
that wasn't me. Okay. So didn't meet my needs. So just being selfish and having it be all about me, not being able sometimes to identify with the characters that are just there for the very young audience that's just you know looking for some fun, looking for the the humor yeah. and the and visual you're, gags. You definitely never look for the humor. Hey. <laughs> Different level. Yeah. When I think of Batman, I always think of the 1970s, uh, oh, the, the Batman cartoon, yes. the filmation cartoon. Yes. But Batman had the most obnoxious voice that yes. still haunts my nightmares. And Thanks for bringing it back. Now hey. I have that in my head. Too. Oh yeah. And that, and, and you know, I think it's actually, that was like an important person to do the voice. I can't remember who it was, but it's somebody in the production side of it. But anyway, I mean, if you look at the filmation side, I would absolutely say he would qualify into more material. Mm-hmm. They've done a lot with him since, but yeah. Now, his appearance in Batman Brave and the Bold was sort of a, a redeeming quality. Oh, yeah, he got that was up there. Fun, actually. He actually had a copy of Who's yes. Who in his hands yeah. on the podium. I like that. Which was fun. But I think that's a fairly good one. All right. Show off, you came up with one. <laughs> As we found out, the, the, the more intelligent, more beautiful, and most more useful member of the Sutherland clan is in fact Ruth. <laughs> I will agree Thank with you that so, so that I can go home in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, and I appreciate the Secret Origins podcast loaning all of you to us for tonight. You're welcome, Ryan. Thanks for having us. Not you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Warlord Worlds, a fan podcast devoted to the comic creations of Mike Grell, including Warlord, John Sable, Star Slayer, Shaman's Tears, and Green Arrow. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth. Join us as we discuss the stories, characters, and art in the many excellent comics from writer and artist Mike Grell. Warlord Worlds is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Find us at warlordworlds.com. Hello and welcome to Mason City, Iowa, as I'm sitting in the recording studio for King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun, and, well, I guess, I guess, well, the Superman, uh, Kevin That's Rolls. its own feed. Okay. All right. So never mind. We'll... Disappointing listeners on two different feeds. Oh. <laughs> and I'm sitting here where I should be in a car with Mr. Kyle Benning from the Secret Origins Podcast. How you doing, buddy? Um, I'm great. It's a nice uh, rainy day here in uh, the 17th largest uh, city in Iowa. <laughs> We just came from Oakleaf Comics, and I wanted to sit down for a second and talk to my buddy Kyle and ask him who his favorite Mort characters from comics are. Kyle, who you love? Well, I guess a character I really love who just gets shit on a lot. Can I say shit? He just did. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I know he's, he's, I'm probably beating the Middletons to this one because I know they both absolutely love the character, and that's Jimmy Olsen. Oh! So you just called Jimmy Olsen a Mort? Well, he has been labeled a Mort by everybody else. Me, I'm a big fan of him. I think he is underappreciated. I mean, this is a guy who gets turned into all sorts of monstrosities. There's even a trade paperback collecting the crazy transformations of Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> uh, just because he's friends with Superman. And then, you know, is 
is the fashion of the Legion. When he gets inducted, they're dicks to him, too. So it's a character that constantly gets shit on by fans and characters inside the DCU, yet he's still a happy-go-lucky, cheery guy. And so, unfortunately, he's labeled a mort, but I don't really think he is. But let's... Just so you know, Michael Bailey is already writing his comment right now, uh, re- rebutting your, your calling him a mort. Well, I, I'm not really... I'm saying he's my favorite mort, that I don't think he's a mort, but other people do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're playing. You're playing uh, word finoodle. I don't. Here. I don't use the term more. <laughs> characters either suck or they don't. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't suck. But people there you go. They, Fair enough. Well, he might with the right partner. But anyway, oh, okay. who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows what Jimmy's into? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Jimmy Olsen doesn't suck. That's right. Directly from Mason City, Iowa. Yep. Kyle, why don't you tell these nice folks on the internet, assuming they're nice, where they can find you on the interwebs? Well, depending on when this comes out, I'll either be just finishing up or finishing up the Great Darkness Saga coverage that I've been doing every Thursday at the Legion of Superbloggers, and I will be recording episodes at some point at that, because I already have all that stuff written, so why not? <laughs> and those will probably go up on the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun feed, which is you can find on iTunes or Google it. And then I also have a Superman and Captain Marvel podcast, which hopefully I'll crank an episode out tonight on, so... And that is the Superman and Captain Marvel Power Hour. You can Google that or find it on iTunes. Awesome. Good seeing you, Kyle. Good to see you. Safe travels, man. Hi, I'm Kyle Benning, and I love comics. In fact, I love them so much that I ramble on about them on a number of podcasts, all on one feed, found under the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun banner. I talk about comics with extra page counts, like Treasury Comics, Prestige Format Books, DC's Dollar Comics, Marvel's Giant Size Specials and King Size Annuals, and much, much more. I also love to talk about DC's Crisis on Multiple Earth crossovers, free comics from Special Promos, Free Comic Book Day, Star Wars, My Life as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, random comic book back issues, and many other elements of geek culture that happen to strike my fancy. There's new content usually dropping at least once a week, and it's all found on one feed. You can subscribe via iTunes. Just search for King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun in the iTunes Store or podcast app on your iPhone. Otherwise, you can follow the podcast at the King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun blog headquarters, available at www.kingsizecomics.giantsizefun.blogspot.com. That's all one word, kingsizecomics.giantsizefun.blogspot.com. Or follow on Facebook by simply searching for King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun. So for snappy review and discussions on comics, new and old, usually done from the front seat of my car or my lunch break at work, check out King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun. Hello, coming to you live from Detroit, Michigan. Shag Duck! Wow, we got lucky there. Uh, I'm here with resident survivalist Doug Zoisha from the Secret Origins podcast. Doug, say hi to the nice folks at home. Hi, nice folks at home. And by the way, that's six times Secret Origins podcast. Ah, oh, rubbing it in, yes, rubbing sir. it in. Yes, sir. Is there a belt? We should ask Brian. Brian? Brian. Brian, Brian Daly, Brian. yeah. Is there like a, like a weightlifter or yeah, like yeah, WWE you know, like, kind yeah. of belt? There yeah, might be. There might be. Yeah. I think it should come with like some spats and like a, a hat too something. or something. Yeah. yeah. Daily, get on that. Bronze plaque, nothing else. <laughs> so, uh, have to ask you, as I'm asking everyone else, right. could you tell the audience at home, uh, some of your favorite Mort characters? Some of my favorite Mort characters. Wow. This is a good one. Well, let's see. You're asking a guy who has abandoned a Red Tornado blog for Mort <laughs> characters, and oh, by the way, he still does a Doom Patrol blog, <laughs> and he had a Hawkman book published. 
Um, so there's my DC morts right there. Right, right. Well, uh, you, you've got a cyborg blog that you abandoned too. Don't forget that. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And a, a, de- uh, a dead man blog that you haven't abandoned, but you pretend that you're going to update. Dead man? Yeah. Blog? My greatest strange adventure oh, not... across that one time I fought the tales of mystery that, or something. Dot com. Not just dead man, is it? Well, Muhammad Ali showed up once in a while. See, there you go. Yeah. Muhammad Ali and dead man. It's about their team ups. They're okay. I'm just waiting for the next one. Well, you know, they could now. So, <laughs> oh, too soon. too soon, too soon, too soon. Okay, all right. Um, so my favorite Mords. Gosh, you know, on the Marvel side, I was thinking about this one, and I thought Frogman is one of those visual <gasps> Mords. Wait, wait, wait. But then someone else said something about Frogman. I went, you know what? Oh. Someone else is saying something about Frogman. I'm gonna be the cool kid that doesn't. <laughs> I'm gonna be that that goth kid in the back who goes, oh no, man, he's not cool. And uh, so I, I was thinking about it. And I think real quick, I'm gonna interrupt you. Yeah. Would you remind me later? I need to set my ringtone. Um, so when you text me, I'm gonna get uh, Dennis Leary used to do a song. I'm gonna have that play when when you text or call me. Wait, would that be asshole? I'm an asshole. <laughs> so whenever you, you reach out to me. I think that's going to play for now on. But anyway, you were saying something yeah, about yeah, a Mort. I, uh, yeah, Mort. Uh, Frogman's not Mort enough. Oh, my so gosh. I was thinking, well, maybe Razorback. But then I thought, no, 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 no. Who, who the hell's no, Razorback? No. He's a Spider-Man. Some, uh, he dresses like a pig. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, I... Is I, that a good guy, a bad guy? I, Is that a JMD Mateus character? Not, still not exactly sure. Okay. But Armadillo. <gasps> from Captain America. Get, I okay. love that character. Me too. For no good reason. Because he's from Secret he's, Wars 2 crossover. That's he's why. He's never done anything except scream, Bonita! <laughs> is that when he's a wrestler? <laughs> no, that oh. was like his wife left him or something. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Why Captain America? It's been so long since I've yeah. read it. But I yeah. read it because it was a Secret Wars 2 crossover. Yeah, and I'll bet you, I'll bet you, Shag, yeah. that you can find that on Marvel Unlimited. Is that I, a plug? Is that the plug we're supposed to do right now? Shh, don't make it so oh. obvious. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> And, uh, gosh. Yeah, so that's my Marvel Mort. Okay. Love Armadillo. Armadillo is, again, I love the way he looks. Yeah. You know, um, on our same feed, on the uh, Fire and Water Podcast Network feed, there is a show called Ohatmu or Not, where they go through the Marvel Universe, and uh, a group of girls, or ladies, I should say, women, women, they look at each character in the Marvel Universe and decide whether that character is hot or not, and they adored the Armadillo. Really? They absolutely adored him. Wow. So, he's just big and cuddly and fun. Yeah, and he's an Armadillo. Exactly. So, and I had a DC okay. one when I was driving here, and I forgot it. Change it. No. Beast Boy. No. Car loader. No. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to throw this one out there for the DC, but I know there's a different one that I was thinking of. And so what happens when you get old, folks. And because of the Mort aspect of it, okay. it fell out of my head, and it's on the road somewhere back there. Probably. Probably next to a dead raccoon or something. Or Was it the uh, forearm gorilla from John Byrne's Doom Patrol run? No. It was not Grunt. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. No. Um, no, I'm going to go with Tomorrow Woman. Oh, for now. wait a minute. With, with the asterisk You're of, calling I've her got a another Morse? one coming back. Yes. Why? What has she done except die? Well, she, well, she had that um, Girl Frenzy special. Uh-huh. Where she didn't which, die. Which was just more about her, her. not dying till she died. Right? Wasn't it like a, yeah. a, a point five type of story? It was. It was. Yeah. So, her. Okay. I guess I, I have to. got I, an action figure of her. Do you have an action figure of her, too? Okay. See, I don't want to give it to you, but I feel like I kind of have to. But then again, if you're an action figure, can you really be a Mort? Well, Nort has one. Is Nort a Mort? Nort is a intentional. Is, is, he is, is a he Mort. Is he a Gnort? 
Nort, Nort is a mort, not in that he's a failure, okay, uh, as far as popularity wise goes, but because he fails at what he does. All right. All right, Doug. Well, you, you definitely hit uh, my sweet spot with Armadillo. Yeah. Tomorrow, woman, I'm just going to have to begrudgingly give it to you. Well, and, and like I said, I'm throwing an asterisk on that one because I had a different one in mind, but it fell out of my head. Like you said, part of that getting old thing. Robot Man? Yeah. <laughs> Robot Man is not a mort, sir. I'm sorry. Then Cliff Steele. <laughs> there are ways writing him. That's true. That's true. Don't get more. My, chem- you my got chemical Gerard romance. Waiting, <laughs> Gerard waiting. Gerard way writing. <laughs> All right, Mister uh, Mister Doug. Yes, Mr. Sir. Doug Wizzywig. Will you tell the people at home where they can find you on the interwebs? Oh gosh, um, it's not any of those sexual offender sites. I'll tell you that right now. So don't go look in. Don't no, d- no, no, don't double don't, check. Don't you dare. Right. Um, you can find me at. MyGreatestAdventure80.blogspot.com. That is a site dedicated to the Doom Patrol. And I, I post or share posts there with uh, the folks from... Can I plug them? I don't like them very much, but go ahead. But they're Australian. Well, that just means they're upside down. It just means they dress up like koalas all the time, too, though. Probably. And they eat right. a lot of shrimp on the barbie. Well, there you go. I did a promo for them once and I'm with my Australian accent. Well, all the more to hug them, right? <laughs> anyway, I, I uh, share spot... Well, share information with the Waiting for Doom guys. Uh, so if they have a new episode, I'll put a post up. Usually it's like five to seven days later when nobody really cares. But, you know, it's there at least. Are they paying you in eucalyptus leaves? Or Yes. Okay. All but right. I wasn't supposed to tell anybody that. Or crocodile. So that drive-by that happened earlier, it's going to have to happen. Oh, okay. I was thinking like crocodile Dundee hats or something. <laughs> knives. They pay, <laughs> knives. Me in, they pay me in knives. That's not a knife. This is a knife. So I'm expecting the latest knife in their collection. There we go. Uh, so tells my greatest stranger. No. You can't even get it right. <laughs> you know, Doug, do you know that they have started this thing in the internet where you are allowed to do URLs that are less than 100 characters? Seriously? It's a, it's a new thing. I know no, it's crazy. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so the other site that I'm trying to spit out that Shag misdirected as a, uh, a dead man site is Tales of My Greatest Strange Adventures.blogspot.com. And there's some dead man stuff there, but it's kind of a catch-all site. Yep. And speaking of catch-all sites, I also write for Comicosity. Uh, do some stuff there, reviews, uh, interviews, other stuff. And I think that's about it. Maybe there's something else, but I don't know. Awesome. Well, right. Doug, I really appreciate you being here. And assuming I get out of Detroit alive, this will be posted on the interweb for people to hear? I, I think I've made the arrangements. I think oh, it'll be okay. So yeah. you're going to be like an Ed 209 following me around? Um, no, but you may finally have the answer to where Jimmy Hoffa is. Whoa! Yeah. Golden Eagle. That's who it was. And I forget which episode of Secret Origins it was, but that's what reminded me. I was just listening to those. Uh, I was tuning Shag out and listening to uh, Secret Origins on my iPod here in my car okay. in Detroit. And, uh, you know, because I don't need to hear the traffic, traffic <laughs> accidents, whatever. We have no fault insurance here. Have I said too much? Anyway, Golden Eagle, when he was redesigned by George Perez in the Secret Origins annual. Yes, it was. At that point, I went, wow, look at that character design. That is so... So intricate and so detailed and so George Perez. Then he showed up in Titan Sun. Yes. And that might be, might have been the only place that he showed up that he was almost cool. Okay. Before well, the, Tom Grummet was drawing it, so there's nothing wrong with that. Right, 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 right. Tom, Tom Grummet, amazing. Nobody, no artist draws hands like Tom Grummet. Hands? Look at his hands. Hands solo? No, like hands. Like uh, your five digits and here's the middle one. Hansel and Gretel? Yes. <laughs> okay. Something like that. The middle one, huh? <laughs> I just <laughs> caught that. <laughs> so... 
You know, we uh, also talked about that uh, Golden Eagle entry in the Who's Who podcast, too, but thanks, yeah, for, li- thanks yeah. for listening. I don't know. Right, okay. Yeah, Secret Origins podcast. Apparently, that's all you care about because you got the big belt. Well, that's... And the spats. Yeah, that's the, the one that's on the something and something network. It's on, Se- I, it's on the Secrets and Origins network. Well, it's on the Human Torch and Namor podcasting network. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, the original Human Torch. Right. The Vision. Right. Yes. Wow, that's going to open a can of worms, isn't it? It's not going to be pretty. No. Anyway, the Golden Eagle, the redesign, uh, took away that secondhand Hawkman outfit that Golden Eagle was wearing in the Silver Age and actually made him look legitimate. E- even though he never interacted with Hawkman. Right, 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 yeah. right. And then uh, with the, the Hawkman series, once Jeff Johns left it, uh, Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti came along and brought back Golden Eagle. And Did they really? And not only that, but they made him a threat. They made him a bad guy? They made him a bad guy. Was that like the Year of Hell or something awesome. like that? What was the it name was of the storyline? Amazing. I don't remember what it was called, the storyline. As I dropped that storyline on its oh, face. Oh, no, 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 no. All you listeners, take it from the guy who wrote the Hogman Companion. Go out. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's just go back to that credential for a second. <laughs> He's saying, as the guy who wrote the Hawkman Compendium. But companion. That, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that makes this legitimate? Or is it just some guy who's been, uh, what, Helsinki syndrome? Oh, come on now. I've been to Thanagar. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanagar is lovely in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the leaves change. Yeah, yeah. Watch the wing, the feathers change. Yep, the feathers. You know, molting season. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yep, pretty awesome. But um, go back to that Hawkman series. All of you people that dropped it with when Jeff Johns left because you're Fairweather Jeff Johns followers. No, it just wasn't and when good. Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray pick it up. Got to pick it up. Brian Sook draws a couple issues. Okay. And then, um, gosh, who the hell was it? Bennett, I want to say. But, it's, I, see, I I felt like it sort of meandered. Like, I read an issue or two. It meandered, it meandered a little bit. And then it got so bad that they had to give it a, they gave it a Simonson and made it a Hawk Girl book. No, 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 no. The Hawk Girl book spun out of the whole year later thing or year. What, what, One year what later? They call it? Yeah. But it's good. But it didn't spin out of it. The Hawkman sales sucked. They said, we're going to cancel Hawkman. Never mind. Make it a Hawk Girl book. Uh, I'm not so sure. Whatever. Frank, Frank, I'm sure, will post the numbers for you, but the, at any rate... Oh, my gosh. The Golden <laughs> Eagle story happened before all that. True. Okay. Yeah, but it's worth checking out. All right, and so... I think it's in a trade somewhere. So you basically just said he's a mort and then just tried to define why he's not a mort, because he became a villain in a great story. Yeah. So really, but, you've defeated but, your mortishness. But his mortness caught my attention. Okay. And then when he transcended his mortness... Because really, if you think about the whole concept of a mort, yeah. it just plays right into, and I, I hate to do this, but I think it was Jeff Johns. I don't know who said this, but there's no such thing as a bad character, because any character can be good if they're well-written. Okay. And I want to say that Jeff Johns, and the part that I hate about that is I don't know who it was. Yeah. So I can't attribute it fairly. Um, well, great but, job misattributing it and continuing yeah, to misattribute exactly. it. Mm-hmm. But you look at things like the fact that Squirrel Girl has a book. True. That was your very definition of a mort for so long. That's true. Which means that at some point, Marvel all knew not now, but maybe later, is going to give you <laughs> a Frogman book. Or maybe even an Alpha Flight book. Are you serious? Are you seriously bashing on Alpha Flight? Now, the Canadian superhero team, and I know for a fact that on my way here, if I had taken a left at the proper time, I would have friggin' been in Canada. You're that close to Canada. I think it was right. Whatever. I would have been, I would have been in Canada. Not only that, but right now we're north of Canada, sir. Take that, Ciscoid. Yeah, Ciscoid. A crippled scientist with a short temper and a chair built for action. The bandaged man and woman and the sentient energy that connects them even as it tears them apart. 
a woman with multiple personalities and a different superpower for each one. A redneck who can see the future, but only 60 seconds at a time. The street that travels the world with fabulous style. The actress trying not to play the role of a freak. Hot hands. A boy who swims, flies, crawls, or runs like a beast. The eight-faced girl who has imaginary friends with the capacity for unimaginable terror. The fifth richest man in the world and the mind games he plays. An Indian woman who controls fire and ice, but never the team she leads. Man who is a robot. We doubt there are stranger things than the heroes of the Doom Patrol, but join us on Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast, and hear for yourself. Coming to you live from Columbus, Ohio. I am sitting here. They can't hear that. You're too far away. It's loud in here. I'm sitting here with three people I might call my friends, but probably not really. Uh, I'll introduce them, go around the table. Here we have Aaron Bias. This is the sound of my voice. Aaron comes to you from the Gimme the Star Wars podcast, which is affiliated with the Secret Origins podcast. Also with us here today is Professor Alan Quarterbin from the Secret Origins podcast. Professor Cheapskate checking in. And finally, we have Little Russell Burbage, future guest on Secret Origins podcast. I didn't prep anything. I'm sorry. Nothing is new. So, we decided to continue the discussion we've been having on this episode of our favorite Mort characters as Aaron gets up to leave. I'm going to get some soup. (laughs) So, Professor Allen, I think we're going to start with you. We're going to start with Professor Allen on his favorite Mort characters. I am here representing the entire Relatively Geeky Network. So, I start with Emily's choice in Mort. Emily from the Secret Origins podcast. That is true. Her favorite Mort, arm fall off boy. No details. I just texted her. They're talking about Mort, loser characters. What's the first one that comes to mind? About 17 seconds later, the text (laughs) came back. That's a perfect choice. And Legion appropriate, sir. Now for me, I went a little more in depth. I need to start with a discussion of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> that in and of itself is a mort. This is oh. a psychological construct that relates to human need, human actions, what motivates us, and at the lowest level is our physical needs, then our safety needs, our belonging or friendship needs, like we're experiencing today. Supposedly. Our esteem needs, and at the top level, our self-actualization be-all-you-can-be needs. And there's one character who is often thought of as a mort, but who I don't think really is. Okay, you, you have our attention. Who, whose power is to take characters and move them down Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So they are not worried about their evil deeds with their, with their friends and their partners, or they're not worried about their plans to take over the world. They're worried about their physical needs most of all. In fact, this person reminds me a little bit of Sue Storm Richards Von Doom. <laughs> in that, that's, that's a different alternate universe. That's, that, that's a different ultimate world. Where for quite some time, no one really recognized quite how powerful the Invisible Woman's powers really yeah. were. Yeah. And I think this lass 
is in the same category. Because even though Infectious Lass is often on these lists, her power to make people sick is actually quite powerful. That's true. Because when we're sick, all of our plans for the day, Ah. the week, go out the window. And our focus is on throwing up or resting or we're just not all that interested in taking over the world at that very moment. Okay. So Time time Trapper, Mordru, the entire Fatal Five. I mean, no one would be all that powerful if they were, you know, on the floor in a fetal position crying. I'm trying to imagine Mordru, you know, praying to the porcelain god. Exactly. (laughs) So the best Mort in the sense of actually being an underused, underutilized character, I nominate Infectious Lass. That is an impressive choice. Now, it's interesting how the whole Middleton family both went for Legion substitute characters. I guess Fall Out Boy never made it to the subs, but went for Legion characters. If you can't make it to the sub, then you're a reserve in the subs of the fan club? Maybe. Is that that where? Maybe. We have to consult a Legion expert. I don't think we know any, though. I I, I was thinking that when you were talking about Maslow's hierarchy (laughs) and dragging someone down through the hierarchy and getting rid of all their their wants and their needs, I thought you were going to go with Rob Lightfield. So. No, that that gets away. That 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 just removes their feet. That is a totally different power. Well, those are both excellent, excellent choices. Say that too. Now yes. we're going to move on to Little Russell Burbage. Wait, 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 wait. No, you left the table. But I have a comment about Infectious Lass. See, a lot of people don't understand this. She doesn't give people diseases. She just has a smile that everybody responds to, and in no time, they're all feeling good. Now you may give it to Russell. Wow. He went there, ladies and gentlemen. Amy's pride and joy. Well, I'm going to go a little bit lowbrow <laughs> compared to <laughs> all of that. Um, my choice for my favorite Mort is a minor character called Manbat. Oh, and he Manbat is, is awesome. Uh, Manbat yes. is awesome, but he's never been more awesome than his initial trilogy introduction. Yeah, by Frank Robbins and Neil Adams when he gets set up as poor um, Kirk Langstrom trying to be, you know, improve the, the world and, and, you know, give sight to the blind kids and hearing to deaf kids and maybe become a superhero himself. And suddenly he turns into a man bat, the classic, you know, mad scientist. Unfortunately, after that three-story introduction of him, he pretty quickly turned into a you know, monster of the week. Um, not sure if he's a crazy werewolf type guy or a more like a man wolf who knows what he's doing and he could be a superhero, but he's butt ugly. I, there was a line in a Batman family adventure illustrated by the great Mike Golden where he teamed up with Demon Entragon and the policeman dealing with whatever the, the foe was said, these two suckers are the ugliest superheroes I've ever seen. And it's true. I mean, he's really unattractive. Nowadays, he's more of a clone wolf man thing, and he's just fallen, fallen from the depths that he, he tried to reach. And now he's, he's, he's a mort. He's for sure a mort. I was See, I, 
to me, Man Bat is one of those characters, as Russell says, great in extremely limited circumstances. Yeah. Yes. There are some stories, tremendous, yeah. mostly those first three, right. a few others along the way, but few right. and far between. Right. Because the setup has to be right, and they've tried right. multiple reboots, multiple put them in this circumstance, right. put them in this situation. Right. Just nothing's really yeah, caught Yeah, it seems on. like it's never, it, nothing's really caught, right, yeah. caught on because he could have been, and during Batman Family, he had a run of 10 or right. 12 stories where he was a kind of Jason Bard, private detective, hero for hire type guy, and that seemed to work for that series, but then suddenly the editor changed, or the artist changed, or the writer changed, something changed, and they're like, oh, let's make him a poor, tragic pseudo-hero, or let's make him a crazy villain again, and it just... It's chaotic, and it's yeah. it's ruined the character, basically. He's kind of the Hawkman of the Batman family, yes. in that you have so many incarnations of him. Yes, at this point, totally time. Did, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say, I, I just want to correct you on one small piece. You pronounce his name as Kirk Landstrom, and I get from the spelling, you might say it, but it's actually pronounced Kirk Connors, is actually how you <laughs> say his name. Oh, but anyway. Thank you for clearing that up. No problem. Let's now hear from Aaron Bice, who's decided to return with his soup, who got up and left the table just a few moments ago because he didn't want to go first. It was good soup. <laughs> no, I just, you know, I was taking a lesson from uh, Professor Allen and making sure I got my money's worth by eating the free soup <laughs> yeah. that came with my meal. Okay, so anyway, uh, I, I got to go with uh, my first pick for more. I'm going to go with Dr. Druid. Oh. Dr. Druid is who? one of the wait, wait, wait. most... Dr. Druid. Dr. Druid. Druid. Avengers. Yes, one of the lamest of the Avengers. Bald guy with a monk. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Poor yep. man's Paul Doctor Strange. Strange. Yes, he is a poor man's Doctor Strange. He actually predates Doctor yeah, Strange. I don't, I don't oh, really? think I've ever Oddly read enough. His, any of his stories. Well, here's the... You know, apart from the fact that he seems to be completely uncharismatic, he's one of those background hugger kind of characters uh, you know you like bring him to the front when you need something magic right and uh, Doctor Doctor Strange is busy being in the Defenders or something so basically the weirdest thing about Doctor Druid is that his name is actually Doctor Druid that's, like that's his, his birth name that's his last name is oh, Druid, Druid. Okay. yes that's yes. that predestination thing we find ourselves talking about all the time. Like you know? Jeeves, yeah. yeah e- you're you're going to be a butler. Yeah, Enigma, I mean, yeah. Enigma yeah, yeah, you know where you're going. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I find Dr. Druid just sad. Well, he, did, he had a, a run in his Avengers run. He, I want to say he did some really bad things that pissed a lot of people off, if I remember that. You know, the thing is... People stop caring. Just being I, there. I, 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 I think his greatest superpower is to make me care so little I can't bother to remember the things he's done or not done. It's an impressive power. It is an impressive when power. When was he an Avenger? 80s. 80s. Oh. Shortly before the brown jacketed Avengers. That's what. Yeah. I, I believe I covered a story of Doctor Strange on the quarterman that had Doctor Druid okay. in, in there. And it yes, you did. It just seemed like sort of overkill and like well, unnecessary... Lesser character than I'm, I'm. I'm all for like appearance diversity among superheroes, but when like you know one of your Avengers looks like Charles Winchester from Mash, <laughs> I'm just not buying it. In spandex, no less. In spandex, yes. So you said that was one of your morts. Yes, I have a few others. We're ear all ears, unless you oh, boys have more. I'm sure you guys brought more than one, didn't you? No. 
uh, I'm ready to talk about Legionnaires because I was afraid <laughs> that he, you he know, just, Professor he Allen just, was saying, he just said oh, more. the right, Legion, so. you know. Is, aren't so. they the Legion of Morts? I will say, hold up. Legion of Super Morts. No, they're not the Legion of Super Morts. We're going to turn this back over to little Russell Burridge. (laughs) Karate Kid. (laughs) Karate Kid is somewhat of a mort, but... Now, uh, to be fair, in the movie... In the the movie, they actually have to say copyright DC Comics. That's true. Not kidding. That's true. Um, The Legion is... Even with Hillary Swank? (laughs) I think so. I think so. The name is copyrighted. Uh... The Legion consists of more than 20 various superheroes from all over the universe. One would think it'd be a And there would, you, would, you would think that all of them would be powerful and impressive. However, there are characters such as Dream Girl, oh. whose ability is to foresee the future only when she actually needs to in like a story plot device. So, okay. To be fair, I think Professor Allen nailed it. Her job, her power is to be smoking hot. Well, I think... He said it first. Yes, he did. But if you think, you stop and think, all of the Legion women are pretty smoking hot. They're not, there's not Ugly Girl as a member of the Legion. Phantom, so, Phantom Girl for the win, by the way. Yeah. There's Dream Girl. So she's one of the underutilized or, or how the hell did she get into the Legion characters. <laughs> um, then there's a character I don't care for at all, Matter Eater Lad, um, <gasps> who just eats things. And that's He's a power. One. Everybody yeah. loves Matter Eater Lad. No, this. And, and, and Bouncing Boy. Yeah, there are heroes. I yeah. like Bouncing Boy. Didn't Mary right. Eat Bouncing Boy? <laughs> all right, gentlemen, I think we can all agree why is Bouncing Boy our hero? Because he, we can cosplay him. Because he got married to Duo Damsel. Because he married Duo Damsel, <laughs> yeah. proving so, that a three-way a every night. mildly <laughs> overweight guy can still come out on top. It's charm. It makes sh- He made her laugh. Almost the same time. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, there's also Chemical King, who uh, is yeah, I don't got get the powers of chemical reactions. And since nobody knows what those are, he was basically a mort. But in theory, he's got a great power. You know, he can, you know, make you pass out similar to Infectious Lad. He can oxidize your blood and you will, you know, drop unconscious. He's one of those point his fingers and something happens types, but he's scared. I thought Chemical King was busy destroying West Virginia. Don't know what that is. Yeah, Wait, did you make a real world news reference? If, yeah. it's, if it's not on like Woo-hoo! Newsarama or CBR, no. we don't get it. Yeah, yeah that's right. And that's I'm, right, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I made a real world reference. Sorry. Bias. For the win. Yeah. Oh. I need to watch more news and read new, more newspapers. <laughs> Next time. West Virginia, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Come on, fellas. You guys can uh, uh, one real world reference. Come on. Next time you get, I find this works well. Next time you get in an argument with a fellow nerd. And you start arguing about who would win in a fight or some really obscure issue. Was that, you know, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 181, whatever. Turn to them and go, who's your state senator? Boom. Conversation <laughs> over. They're out. So, got more Legionnaires to go through? Uh, no. Those are the four or so that I think are kind of Morty. Okay. Not even Invisible Kid? Invisibility is a, a power that comes in handy on espionage things. and to sneak the, in a locker room. The Come original... On. Well, you know he did that. But the original Invisible Kid had quite the uh, leadership ability. And he was a um, planner and a strategist. And he Mary proved Prince his way. 
No, no, that's not that one. That was Karate that Kid was the two. Other one. Or one. Yeah, yeah. Two, one. I thought you said Invisible Kid. Three. Well, well who married? Kid. Who married? Karate Kid married. Pro- pro- that's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. But I thought we were talking about Invisible we Kid. We were. I was thinking about my state senator. I was in the chemicals in West Virginia. I was correcting him. Oh, I did hear about the chemicals in West Virginia. Oh, look at me! Whoop whoop! News. Go ahead. I'm done. Okay. Let's go back to Mr. Bias. Bring us home. All right. So I think Shag wants to argue with me about this a little bit, but uh, I uh, bring it, buddy. I gotta go with Stiltman. Stiltman is a mort. I'm saying Stiltman is a mort. Okay. I at least know who he is. I'm saying Stiltman is a mort because I gotta go with a. What's that headgear? What is that headgear? And what does it have to do with stilts? Okay. So there's one, two, Stiltman, three, Stiltman, Stiltman. Well, as I will admit, the first time I saw Stiltman, I thought that's pretty boss. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. The more I think about it, do you really want to try to walk around Manhattan 20 stories in the air? You ever, like, walked on tall shoes or little stilts or anything like that? Yeah. Okay, now imagine you are walking around on stilts that are 20 stories tall. Yes. And below you are 50 million people bustling around on the sidewalk and cars stuck in traffic. 50 million? Yeah, yeah. Really? Is that, well, is that Manhattan? 50 million? I'm saying right where Stiltman is. Aren't you the one who watches the news? Right where Stiltman is. Okay. Not the whole of Manhattan. Okay. Just right there. <laughs> right underneath Stiltman. 50 million people. Right 50 million <laughs> people. Okay. Right underneath Stiltman. Right. Plus mailboxes, it hot could dog happen. carts, it could dogs, All right. Rudy Giuliani. All right. He's going to trip over lots of things. He's okay. going to trip over lots of things. And that is a hell of a fall. Maybe that's what the headgear is for. Maybe. It's like six layers of crash helmet. All right, so there's so many gyroscopes built into that thing to prevent him from falling. And think about this. So he's got these legs, the telescope out, it is super fast. Uh-huh. So all he's got to do is pick up one of those legs, point it at Daredevil, and that guy's over in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. I mean, he's going to go flying. Uh-huh. So the, the amount of power in each one of those legs is amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and-, and, and Inspector Gadget has exactly the same skills. All right? <laughs> and Stillman doesn't have penny and brain, like, making sure he's actually doing the right thing. Or, or Don Adams as his voice. That's right. That's true. So, he missed it by, by that, that much. much. To be completely fair, I had absolutely no intention of trying to defend Stiltman, but I just wanted to piss you off because I do. Oh, no, I, it well, doesn't piss me off. He is an absolutely adorable mort. Yeah. I love him. In Stiltman's defense, I was a sentence that has never been uttered. Never said probably never said it. Unless it was Murdoch by Matt Murdoch at some yes. point. Yeah. In, Stiltman's defense. in defense of Stiltman. <laughs> I was stuck at uh, Chicago Hare Airport recently on a business trip, and there was somebody as part of their inter- airport entertainment walking around on stilts and it was creepy and I thought oh I don't want to go near this guy so maybe there's something to the idea of a man on stilts is is a man you know to well, fear you could certainly you could certainly get through the airport much more quickly but then so could OJ Simpson if he had on his dingoes that's true <laughs> you would very much enjoy there was a 90's Daredevil tale probably drawn by Scott McDaniel or some really poor imitation of him where Stiltman took a set of uh, stilts out of storage that had been there for many years, got back in action, and then suddenly he discovered that there were immense amount of cockroach nests inside the legs, and they all came pouring out, and he was defeated by the cockroaches in his own stilts. So that would be a perfect Mort story for you. Um, I, yeah, I, I take back yeah. my defense of Stiltman. <laughs> That's awful. Prosecution it, risk. Yeah. It was the 90s. You know. Exhibit A, right. done. Do we have any more, Mr. Bias? Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's D-Man, but that's like shooting fish in a barrel yeah, with, with no yeah. water. That's right. And a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's not a big barrel. <laughs> it's more like a cup. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, then, folks, why don't we go around the table and let everyone pimp where they can find you on the interwebs. Aaron, why don't you tell them about your Green Arrow blog? Oh, that one? Well, I think it was last updated five years ago. You can also check my other defunct blogs, like Silver Age Gold, or Once Upon a Time in the West in Comics, or... Uh, the Ghost Who Blogs, my blog about the Phantom, which is also deceased. Or the Ghost, uh, well, let's see, what was that one called? Oh, yes, uh, Amy and I had a blog together, Spectre Girl's Crypt of Postcode Horror. Or Amy's other blog, uh, comics blog, uh, Gay for Lois Lane. Do we also get the idea that they came updated. up with the names first? <laughs> registered those, and then could never quite fill them with content? Oh, actually, oh, actually, okay. actually, those are great names. I'm not I'm some of them. Are, well, you know what's even better is the Ghost Who Blogs is a great name, but uh, the URL on that is Falk on the Wild Side, as opposed to <laughs> okay, Ghost that's Who Blogs. That's not bad. That's not bad either. Well, Green Wait. Arrow was dead for five years, so maybe it's time. For him or to come minutes, back. I can't remember. It's it's possible, but I don't know. I think what happened is A Life got in the way. Life got in the way. And then B, just as I started to hit my stride, the fifty-two and uh, new fifty-two green arrow came along yeah. and I was kind of disheartened because it was not the green arrow I wanted to write about, but I felt I probably was obligated to write about the current green arrow on okay. some level. And the show Arrow had just started, so I got like these two other versions of Green Arrow in everyone's scope, and that's what they're coming to look for, and that wasn't what I was interested in talking about. Uh, I can't imagine um, how what that feels like at all, Yeah. To, to blog about a character, and then everyone's public perception of that character is completely different. Right, right. Well, it happened to me much faster. Yes, it's true. So, <laughs> true. Because Green Arrow is a much more viable character than Firestorm. Oh, God. <laughs> So I thought he was talking about Aquaman. Oh! So where can people find you on the interwebs nowadays? Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook. <laughs> Give me those Star Wars. I, I am also occasionally a guest on Give Me Those Star Wars. And uh, and I am an upcoming guest on a blog that shall not be named because... Or a, uh, not a blog. A podcast that shall not be named because... Okay, well, it's Give Me the give me That Star Trek. It'll probably already be out by the time this hits the air. That's actually. true, that's true. i got to get through... Uh, I don't know if I'll be on yet, but... Uh, I think I'm the only person Siskoid can find who's willing to talk about the animated series. That's not oh, true at all. So, There's yeah. a number of people that would. That, well, that's, that if you were going to say Voyager, he, if you said Voyager, I'd say me. yes. That's how he presented it to me because he, he said, no, lead with that, lead with that because you're willing to talk about it. Okay. Okay, fine. All right. That's, that's where you can find me if you dig. Professor Allen, where can people find you on the interwebs? Well, uh, I serve as Emily's Lackey on the uh, Relatively Geeky podcast feed where we do Short Buck Showcase, a few other shows. Somehow I've gotten this reputation for being cheap. I don't know where that has come from, but (laughs) hypothetically the Quarterbin podcast would be a possible place to find that. You have something to say, Shag? I would like to point out to everyone that during dinner tonight... Alan ordered or picked up every single thing in the restaurant that was offered to him for free. So you have done a great job in maintaining your brand, sir. And he washed it down with water. That's right. I'm a top supervillain. I need to live into my gimmick. That's all it is. That's all it is. Sell your brand, man. Having Sell a surname it. of Cheapskate really seemed <laughs> that, to... That, that does help. Thanks. Again. Thanks, Stella. <laughs>
question. <laughs> <laughs> Little Russell Burbage, why don't you tell the people at home where they can find you on the interwebs? I am not a podcaster by nature. Uh, somebody has to keep up the written word there on the interwebs. So I have got the Legion of Super Bloggers. That's uh, legionofsuperbloggers.blogspot.com, I think. Yes. Um, as well as my own uh, take on popular culture, which is... Uh, seginonakama.blogspot.com so since that's hard for people to <laughs> figure out no, most of you don't speak Japanese so um, put in friends of uh, justice and you'll find me but seginonakama uh, and uh, the only good 30 to 40 percent of the audience speaks Japanese right but they, yeah, but they, they get it from yeah. the manga and the mangas don't use the word seginonakama so it's, it's <laughs> no matter how many times you say it they're not going to figure out how to spell it. <laughs> I can't figure out how to spell it I have to google friends yeah, of justice yeah but you don't know how to pronounce like Seginouya. bourbon <laughs> yeah, see? I hate you. Yeah. I hate you. More than I did five minutes ago. I watch a lot of guts. Of That's right. <laughs> see, I told you. So, uh, yeah, and uh, I hover around the podcasts of other people. So, Actually, and uh, Little Russell Burbage is a future guest on the Secret Origins podcast and a future headlining guest on the upcoming Who's Who in the Legion of Superheroes coming to the Fire and Water Network soon. In the future. In the future. Well, 30th century. <laughs> yeah. Right, in 30th a thousand century. years. Yeah. Okay, folks. Columbus O.H. I.O. Out. This is an imaginary podcast which may never have happened. The Short Box Showcase. But then again, may have. About a father and daughter. I'm Professor Allen. And I'm Emily. Who came from Ohio and talked about comics. Walking Dead. Tintin. Black Lightning. White Tiger. It tells of their rise to glory when the great guests were yet to be booked. Let's put it this way Shogun Warriors wasn't going to win any Eisners. And the great feats of editing not yet performed. And this is Ultra 7, this is Ultraman Jack, and this is Ultraman Taro, and this is Ultraman Leo, and this is Ultra of how they spoke at length. This continuity is really the brainchild of nitpicking nerds the world over. But to be fair, the best kind of confession is the Force Confession. And reviewed in brief tales that explore creatively the bounds of a given character's history. Red Sun is wonderful with a very strange ending. Of brilliant creators before their fall from grace. This is the era where Miller is at the height of his creative and artistic powers and the ability of strong writing to encapsulate and transcend its time. Flash of Two Earths by Gardner Fox. This is an imaginary podcast. Aren't they all? Shortbox Showcase is part of the Relatively Geeky family of podcasts. Check us out on the web at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search in iTunes for Relatively Geeky or Shortbox Showcase. And remember, we're not experts. We're just family. Hello, coming to you live. Where, what city are we in? Mishawaka. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Mishawaka. <laughs> what he said, Indiana, we are we are recording at buymetoys.com, and I am here with Ben Avery. Yay! Hello. One of the future co-hosts of Ryan Daly's it's Midnight, the podcasting hour, and has also appeared on Ryan Daly's Give Me Those Star Wars. Also with me here is the infamous and dastardly creative Luke Dobb. Hello. Who did the amazing theme song for Ryan Daly's Saturday Morning Fever. 
and we are here to talk about their favorite morts. Which one of you two gentlemen, and I use the term loosely, mm. would like to go first? Ben. Oh, okay. There we go. Right. Perfect. Um, uh, so, <laughs> uh, I was, I, I had this, this uh, question. Do you know how podcasts work? You, you, yeah, you get yeah. out, you spit out sentences, son. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm you must trying. do a lot of editing on it, uh, Agent the Boy, Shield show. I do no editing. <laughs> Zero editing. It's literally record, rap, post. But, um, it takes a lot of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out what was going to be my mort, and I did come up with two. Well, I, hopefully, they fall into the definition of what okay. you're looking for, but I'm, I'm looking at them as characters who people just don't like yeah. for good reason and maybe have gathered a following. And that would be the first group is the Great Lakes Avengers. Uh, I liked the Great Lakes Avengers hmm. before the Great Lakes Avengers were semi-cool. <laughs> I didn't even know the Great Lakes had Avengers. They did, and, and they did in the 80s. Isn't that, isn't that where Squirrel Girl came from? It is, but Squirrel I'm talking pre-Squirrel Girl was pre from the Great Squirrel Lakes Avengers? Girl. Okay. Pre-Squirrel Girls, when I, I got in on the ground floor because I lived in mm. Michigan, Yeah. and I'm in the sh- in the store looking at my Star Wars comics and my Star Trek comics, and I see an Aven- a West Coast Avengers, which I didn't even know was a thing except for from ads in Star Wars comics, Right. and huh. it's Great Lakes Avengers. Like, that is crazy there's a great lakes avengers and i actually then got like every appearance of them as they would appear on the stands hawkeye and mockingbird <laughs> yep. are training them they basically co-opted the name just because they thought it would help people take them seriously but what i loved about it before they became such the joke that they are now yeah. is that they were just so earnest like they just wanted to be heroes but their powers just weren't in the class of an Avenger. Like, let's let, run through some of them. There was, I remember well, Flatman. Yeah, Flatman. Um, I don't know any of these guys. Like, he's he's two-dimensional. He was like flat a man is Reed a, Richards, right? Yeah, yeah. He was a flat Reed, <laughs> Reed Richards. There was Doorman, who basically looked like uh, Spider-Man's black costume without the spider, and you could walk through him through a wall. Oh, he literally okay. became a door. That's nice. Um, okay. That's useful. There was Big Bertha, who she was a supermodel. who what? could Yeah, she was a supermodel who inflated to the size oh. of basically, well, Kingpin or the Slug or one of those huge fat characters. I only ever saw her inflated. Yeah, yeah. So when she's inflated, she has superpowers. She's able to jump. She's able to do all that kind of stuff. Um, Big Bertha. And and then Mr. Immortal. Okay. Who was immortal. I don't know any of these guys. Well, there's no reason for you to know any of these guys. So where was the, wait, they were the Great Lakes, so where were they headquartered? They were headquartered in Michigan? uh, I think it was Wisconsin. might have been. Oh, really? Okay. It might have been Illinois. Might have a thousand lakes. um, It wasn't Cleveland. (laughs) Like, <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> but they, yeah, so I I loved them. Well, and to, be then, fair, to be fair, they were written as morts, but the earnest side was they were legitimately trying. They were. They were. Yeah. They huh. were trying. And so then it just, but they became a joke. Yeah. And that's that's where I was like, ah, I'm not going to collect this. Uh, there was a series that was their series. It was JLA, or GLA, rather. But was it, it was, ongoing or mini? It was a mini series. Oh, okay. All right. uh, there is an ongoing coming out. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> but that's, I think, hinged on the success of Squirrel Girl, yeah. who came out of, I, I believe she came out of their mini series, but I didn't read it. Okay. Um, that's when I was like, I'm done with this, because they're turning into a joke, and not these hmm. guys who actually are trying yeah. to be heroes, and they just... They're more like the Inferior Five now or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm so they are fun. That's the first Mort that I thought of. Okay. Right. Uh, the second one I thought of was Captain Ultra. Captain Ultra. Which I own every appearance of Captain Ultra. All Both of them? I don't know. All Captain five of them? Either. I don't know Captain Ultra. <laughs> he appeared in like a Marvel Christmas special. <laughs> he appeared in like the one in continuity superhero story from What the? Okay. Um, <laughs> and he has this 
dumb costume. His superpower is he does everything well. Okay. And in okay. his secret identity, he's a comedian. <laughs> and so, it, so it's you, Luke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you do everything well. And was and he a funny comedian? And you're Did a bit you of do a, that well too. And you're yeah. a bit of a joke. Oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he was a ridiculous character. It was kind of a dumb concept, and his stories weren't that great. But he was just one of those weird characters. Oh, this is interesting. I discovered him uh, in What the, mm-hmm. and then later on. I wonder if he's ever appeared anywhere else. And that's when the internet's starting to come around when I started thinking, I'll, I'll check this out because I was like going through old comics and yeah. found that one. And and sure enough, he's had a couple other appearances, but he's, he's nobody. <laughs> he's <laughs> literally tragic. backup stories in anthology books that people weren't reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know Captain Ultra, but I will say Great Like Avengers is a brilliant choice for more. Well done. I think you've set the stage for Luke to fall flat on his face. Yeah, this is pretty perfect. much. Yeah. What, so, okay. what you got, Luke? Deadpool? What? <laughs> yes, Deadpool. <laughs> uh, so my Mort is, I, I wouldn't say that this is somebody that I actually like, loved, but I had this experience with it as a kid that makes me love them. Okay. Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we, we used to have this like party store that was a bike ride from home, All right. uh, and that's where I would get my comics, and it would just be the luck of the draw. Whatever would be on the stands would be what I would buy. But I remember getting there. Uh, I was a little kid, just took a bike ride there, had, had my 75 cents in hand, and I remember this front of this DC comic, it was red colored, and you saw all the backs of these superheroes' heads as they're looking off into the sky, and it says like, Millennium Week 8. Oh! <laughs> oh. And I remember picking it up, flipping through and going, oh my gosh, they're making brand new superheroes in this comic right now. This is freaking amazing. <laughs> this is going to be freaking worth something someday. I got to get this book. Right. This is going somewhere. Yeah, this is going. <laughs> I'm getting in on the ground level with these guys. So I, uh, I bought it, and I, I just remember paging through it over and over and over again, being like, this, this is rad. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until, like, years and years and years and years later, probably just even listening to the conversations on the podcast, I was like, oh, yeah, the new Guardians. They so- kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get their ongoing at all? No, but I just I just found some in a half price bookstore. Yeah, in a bin, and I was so tempted to pick it up just uh, just ironically. Okay, but, uh, I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my that's my Mort the that New Guardians. A, that is a pretty good choice. I I love the uh, the kid perspective of it. That yeah. that makes it a win. I, I thought think. it was going to be worth a lot of money. <laughs> it's like. How many new how many new heroes are created in that issue? Like yeah, a yeah, bunch, like five or something. Yeah, that huge. might cost you as much as like the first issue of Quest Probe. So it might it might sure. yeah, good three Quest four dollars maybe yeah. maybe you don't even know Quest Probe? No, it was the twelve issue miniseries so good that Marvel didn't even bother to finish it. Yeah, they did a whole three. <laughs> there, it was going to be a video game, and oh. uh, the whole thing fell apart. That's, so that's too bad. Well, Ben, why don't you? Tell the supposedly nice people at home sure, where sure. they can find you on the interwebs. Mm. Uh, you can find me at welcomelevel7.com where I discuss Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the other Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff that's going on. And uh, as we're recording this right now, we've got Ghost Rider appearing tonight. Yep. Um, but I don't know when this is. This is going to be, i got a few more visits to do, okay, so it's going to so, be a little while. So this is, this is just a timestamp. <laughs> yeah. So the, the recording here. So they can go back in time, yeah. find mm-hmm. out where we are. Speaking of going us. back in time, yeah. uh, I also do a podcast called Comic Book Time Machine. Look at where, this segue. Yeah, I that was with. great. Wow. Perfect, completely that was on purpose. Pretty much perfect. And uh, 
we on that we just we review comics seven decades old, seven days old. Uh, the primary project for me on that is reading through Marvel's Star Wars from seventy seven to eighty six. I'm also reading then month by month along with it all the other Marvel licensed books, okay. including my other Mort that I would have picked, Human Fly, oh! real life stuntman. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's been probably the most painful part of it. But I discovered John Carter, Warlord of Mars, as a result of doing this. Okay. And hmm. You mean the books? Uh, the comics. The com- comics? Okay. Yeah, the comics. And, yeah. and I didn't realize how fantastic they were yeah. until I was reading it for this project. They were awesome. so good, so, so good. So would, would this... Would this m- licensed thing mm-hmm. also qualify for like Micronauts since it was a toy? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, toys, books. So I've done movies. So like okay. Marvel super specials are in there. Um, like I did the deep, okay. you know, Peter Benchley yep. novel that became a movie that became this comic. Um, and yeah, it's, it's all that stuff. I haven't gotten to Micronauts yet. Okay. Um, what I'm excited about. It's amazing. Well, I, I've read Micronauts. Okay. Micronauts and ROM were the only full runs that I've read that I'm going to be reviewing okay. on that. But what I'm excited about is there's actually a month of Marvel comics where they published Star Wars, Star Trek, so Doctor Who, and Marvel <laughs> Premiere. <Yeah. laughs> I talked to them the, about here. The owner of the comic shop is now telling us <laughs> that Ben is embarrassing himself on a regular basis. No, no, no. This is in being so excited. This is the totally coolest month, <laughs> coolest month in Marvel publishing here uh, history. Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, and Battlestar Galactica. Holy single cow. month! That is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. that is pretty That's amazing. Fantastic. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, I'm just wrapped. I've just wrapped up a handful of like Logan's Run and. Um, some some of those kind of things, but uh, Star Wars is the anchor, <clears throat> okay. and, and I've never read through all of Star Wars before. Oh, okay, so. that's good stuff. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so that's that's where with Comic Book Time Machine. And then I also do a podcast about uh, faith and Christianity and sci-fi called Strangers and Aliens and strangersandaliens.com, comicbooktimemachine.com, welcomelevel7.com. Great. There they all are. Did, did oh, you, and did, also... Did you want to mention anything that maybe is even on this Fire and Water Podcast yes, Network? Yes, it hasn't been. I haven't started it yet. <laughs> uh, you can hear me as a semi-regular co-host, by the way, on Action Comics Weekly. Oh. So check that one out. Um, but then I'll be with Ryan Daly doing the Swamp Thing uh, segment of... Of uh, it's it's midnight. <laughs> the podcasting hour. <laughs> He's really invested in the show, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where I'll be able to talk about my unnatural love of swamp monsters. There we go. So, and I went in on that man thing action, and take that however you want, folks, or leave it however you want. Yeah, I'll take it or leave it. And by the way, um, apparently in buymetoys.com, everything in the store is written by Ben because uh, he shoved so many comics in my hands. I, uh, I'm going to have to pay for extra weight in my luggage going home. Not everything, but. This is mybehoys.com is one of my my patrons. They <laughs> they published uh, a book that they that I got to write. So and it's called it's called the Oz Wonderland Chronicles, featuring Dorothy and Alice from Oz and Wonderland. And I picked up a copy. I can't wait. And there is a variant cover by Greg Horn. So you know what that means. It's hot. So, Mr. Dobb, would you please tell the people at home where they can find you? Sure, yeah. Uh, so, I have a business website uh, where I feature a lot of my uh, designs and illustrations as well as, you know, take uh, take on clients to do logos and, and websites and that kind of design, too. Uh, that's DobbCreative.com. That was a business I started uh, many years ago now, but I just use Dobb Creative for everything I do. So you can find me at Dob Creative on Facebook. You can find me as Dob Creative on Twitter, on Instagram, basically all the things uh, as Dob Creative. Um, and recently, within the last couple of years, I've been doing a Patreon page where I've been uh, posting my artwork and, and trying to get a, a, some people that are excited about what I do, who are interested in supporting the work that I do. Uh, I write a lot of music. Uh, you've probably heard some of my songs if you've 
Absolutely. listened to Saturday Morning Fever or Firewater Podcast. They've been featured there. Uh, That's the see. show they're listening to right now. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're listening to that. Well, I don't know. This could be JLI, No, right? this is Firewater No, this Podcast. is Firewater. All right. By the way, I will, w- the Patreon page, it's under what? Dob? Luke Dob? Yeah, it's, just search for Luke Dob on Patreon. Okay. Or, yeah, search I, I, for Luke Dob. I'm a supporter. I expect you to become one as well, folks. It's been fun. And I've been uh, reworking the page, too, right now to, uh, to kind of encompass some bigger visions that I have for it, which I'm excited cool. about. I will also be on episode 20. Of the JLI podcast. That's right. So look for me there. Hold on for that. Or listen to you there. Listen to me there. (laughs) It's going to be the best ever. Well, my thanks to Ben and Luke for joining me here at buymetoys.com in where, Indiana? Mishawaka. Mishawaka. A long time ago on a spinner rack far, far away. From 1977 to 1986, Marvel Comics published comics based on the blockbuster movie hit Star Wars. Hey, I remember that comic. But Star Wars was not the only comic Marvel published based on someone else's property. Really? Tell me more. I will. I'll tell you much more in podcast form. Marvel's Cosmic Comics, a podcast covering Marvel's licensed publishing during the first Star Wars era. Like what? Well, Star Wars, of course. Of course. And Micronauts. Classic. Rom. Space Knight. Better than it should be. Shogun Warriors. No idea what it is, but it sounds awesome. John Carter. Warlord of Mars. I've heard of that. Star Trek. Motion picture era, isn't it? Godzilla. That was a comic. Man from Atlantis. So, Aquaman. Jack Kirby's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Wait. Really? That's a thing? A human fly. What? He was a real-life stuntman. You're just making stuff up now, aren't you? I wish I were. And there's much, much more. Anyway, join comic book fan, collector, and writer Ben Avery as he explores the good, the bad, and the ugly of Marvel's licensed sci-fi comics. Marvel's Cosmic Comics, found wherever you catch your podcasts and on the web at comicbooktimemachine.com. Coming to you live from Enterprise, Alabama. I've been looking for NCC 1701. No luck so far. However, what I did find was our buddy Jared Albrick, folks. Many of you may not yet know who he is, but he is a big-time listener of the Justice League International podcast, and he's also a big workout guy. He does marathons, he runs, he swims. In fact, he ran here all the way from across town just to meet me, and he's dripping with sweat, and it's pretty disgusting. Say hi, Jared. Hang on a second. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jared... Uh, we're actually sitting in his house now. So, yeah, he ran to his house, and it is absolutely amazing. This is like a, a nerd cave that's expanded and take over the entire house. You're a lucky man. Your wife, uh, I feel sorry for her, and uh, she's amazingly tolerant, sir. That, that's true. She uh, she is tolerant, but she has terrific taste in not only comic decor, but in men as well. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Well, I'm here to ask you the same question I ask everybody. Okay. Who are your favorite comic book morts? My favorite comic book morts. Uh, I have a couple that immediately spring to mind. Okay. I, uh, the first one and, and the last one, the end-all, be-all of all morts has got to be Kite Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love Kite Man? The answer to that, everyone. Someone with no soul. That's who wouldn't <laughs> like it. That's who wouldn't love Kite Man. Uh, that Kite Man, uh, man, I, I remember uh, first like discovering Kite Man. Okay. I had bought, I, I don't think he's appeared anytime recently. Now, I, I could be wrong. Actually? So, there's probably someone viciously typing a keyboard. Like this month. Oh, he did? Yeah. He came back? Well, you know they like to string him along. Oh. See what I did there? How long have you been preparing that one? Uh, I, I apologize. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, we don't apologize on this show, sir. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, screw you. Then I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking with that pun. There you go. Uh, I'll see if I can get any more uh, kite puns as we go along, but none, none are coming to me right now. If, if you have a sudden, you know, bolt of lightning thought, <laughs> use that. All right, that was really bad. <laughs> that one you have to know history. That was horrible. And, and, well, but, uh, I think most people know that one if they're here in the states. Oh, that's true. So, uh, yeah, Andrew from Bel- Belfast. Right. He's, he's like, like, what the what, hell are they talking? about? Martin Gray is like, what is this business? I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Kite Man. I, I remember getting like a bunch of old, old back issues. Old, okay, old Batman back issues because he showed up. I want to say in like the seventies. He's a long time ago. And and, and I'm, I'm I'm like oh, I found this cool stash of old Batman issues. And I'm like yeah, I'm gonna read up all this stuff. And I like reading up about obscure uh, Batman villains. And I guess another one we could we we could put on this list is actually I don't remember Magpie. Uh, very well. Okay. <laughs> Magpie is kind of one of those. So I like to find these kind of weird, like, villains that didn't catch. Okay. They didn't really take. Yeah, that, they, they definitely, I'd say both of them qualify as morts. <laughs> and, and so Magpie in that wig? Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> yes. Now, but the way John Byrne drew her... Ooh, she was smoking hot. You, you got you, you got your thing. I do. You got your stick. I do. I do. <laughs> but yeah, um, I got I get these old issues and I pull them out and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna learn about these cool villains. And here's a, here's an here's an aside that I have not shared with you yet. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, I really enjoy just as a hobby, as a relaxation thing, flying kites. Okay. I like to fly kites. I like it's something my grandfather go did fly with kites. Me. Yeah, go <laughs> my my grandpa did it with me and I did it with my 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 father and and I just enjoy i like to take my son out we'll talk about my sons here soon okay sure we will you guys you got to hear this <laughs> <laughs> um i take my son out to fly kites on windy days and so i'm, I'm looking at this thing and he's, he's on the cover and it says like kite man and i was like huh <laughs> and so i'm like okay so i like to fly kites but i'm thinking what is his power and to this day i still don't quite i don't think he has any powers. I think he has gimmicks <laughs> with, with kites with kites like, like captain boomerang but with kites yeah like captain boomerang you throw a boomerang and you know where it's going to come back to that's true a kite is just gonna go that way with the wind <laughs> like i'm like how is he gonna make that work and i still don't understand it so i'm, I'm, I'm looking and i'm like this is the lamest thing ever and i'm just laughing i'm like did they design him to be bad in his you remember what his real name is well i do and the only reason i know is because we, we do a podcast called who's who oh you yeah, yeah. The man, well i wouldn't you know and he exactly. was well he was covered in there and and i was shocked to find out his name was charles brown charles which brown. is hysterical but apparently that came later so like kite man was introduced and he was just like you said a complete joke and when they brought him back in either the 70s or the 80s i think it may have been tony isabella even i, I, I want to say someone told me that but the, he's the one who decided let's name him charles, charles brown, brown that's you know, incredible always losing his kite in a tree right i know so. well in the who's who picture they have him like they see him in the in the tree and his little feet are dangling out it's hysterical <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome so yeah, I got, I got the you know, and I got these old comics. I really discovered Kite Man in like 2001, okay. 2002, because that's when I got the old issues. I was like this can't be real, you know, but it was real. <laughs> and I got this buddy of mine, this Air Force buddy of mine, and he he was never into the world of comics. He enjoys you know watching the shows and stuff in the movies, but he never really read comics. And one time, he also liked to fly kites, and we were both out flying kites. And uh, he, he just made some kind of, he likes to pick on me for reading comics. He was, okay. like, well, he was like, hurry up and get over here, kite man, uh. as if that's a real thing. And I was like, it is a real thing. And he was like, no, it's not. I'm like, it's real. <laughs> He's like, what? He said, if it's real, he's going to be my favorite character from now on. And I said, you better be sure about this bet. <laughs> sure about it. So my buddy, shout out to Grant Potts up in Birmingham. He, <laughs> he, bet, he said, all right. He's going to be my favorite character. I said, boom, here's Kite Man. And he was like, all right. So now, any, anytime you meet Grant Potts, Birmingham, Alabama, you tell him. You ask him, who's your favorite character? 
Kite Man. I heard he's going to be in the Ben Affleck Batman movie, right? No. Oh, okay. Oh, well. I don't get the joke. I'll let you know. The Kite Man was going to be in. Oh, I thought he's... Grant Potts. No, I, like, no, I don't know. Well, he, Grant, why, why would he, he be maybe. cast in a Batman? I made Kite <laughs> no. Man, so. No, no, they totally need to put Kite Man in the new Batman movie. He would be perfect. Yeah. Forget Deathstroke. Bah. They need yeah. Kite Man. <laughs> Kite Man, at least is the Act One villain. Right. You know? And he's like, you know. I, I see Affleck getting behind that. Yeah, Affleck. I, I mean, I already, I already see it. Like, Affleck's, you know, he's up on the skyline, and then, you know, he's. The dude comes, he's like, I'm Kite Man. And Affleck's like, what? Like, Kite Man. And he's like, no. And then, like, a strong wind comes. Done. Done. <laughs> Scene is over. Perfect. You've got yeah. Act 1 finished. All right. You just saved them a bunch yeah. of time. Just send me a check there, Benny boy. Uh, so, yeah, it, for me, it, it, the ultimate more is Kite Man. And I seem to remember, and you'd probably know better than me because you're a dork. A dork at trivia than I am, even though I consider myself in the league. Um, your house qualifies you as a pretty big dork. <sighs> Thank you. Um, I was told uh, by a friend of mine who's really into Wizard Magazine okay. that yeah. they actually did a big Mort thing a few years ago. Did they really? They did a big Mort well, thing. Well, have to be more in a few years. They've been gone for a while. And 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 they had a, like a top ten Morts. And like I said, this is probably back when I was in college. You know, that may be where we stole the term from, actually. Okay. We may have gotten the term Mort from Wizard Magazine. From Wizard? Yeah. I, I, I was told uh, that, that, that they did a top ten and that Kite Man actually came out as Sweet. number one. Sweet. Because I was telling the story to another buddy of mine and he was like, I think Kite Man was actually the big more according to Wizard, so I'd have to I'd so have to deserve it. Googlies on that, but I'm sure someone's doing it for us right now. Yes. Thank you, by the way, you Thank at home who are doing it. Yeah, that. hey, that guy right there on the <laughs> typing <laughs> Kite Man and Wizard and Mort into the search bar. Thank you, you're, Andy Capellish. We appreciate that. You're you're doing God's work, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kite Man. You want you want any more Morts? Because I got more. If you got more, let's do it. Okay, um, let's go to the late '90s, and I think okay. it was an Avengers. Oh, I know. We're, we're going to do a hero. Yeah. And I use the term loosely. <laughs> Triathlon. Oh! So lame. Oh, Kurt Busiek tried so, so hard. Lame. He tried so hard. And I, you know, the funny thing is I have met Mr. Busiek a couple times, and I think I've just out of fear not brought it up. But I wonder, I just wonder what his real design on that was. Like, do you think he was intentionally making someone who was not Well, there, there was a there was a bit <laughs> in that issue, which I love, or not that issue, but in one of those issues where he was, where, where, uh, Busick made it very self-aware, where triathlon was saying something along the lines going, I know I'm the Avenger that in 10 years no one's going to remember. <laughs> I mean, he said that in an issue, something, okay. I'm paraphrasing, okay. which is awesome. I buy and, that, yeah. And, and maybe he was hoping to turn that around, but dude, when, when, you're, when you're so lame that you're based on 3D Man, and you're not even cool enough to get his name... <laughs> That's just sad, man. Now, I realize 3D movies weren't cool in the early 2000s. It wasn't until Avatar, but still, man, come on. Wasn't Triathlon's power like like he was three times as fast as the, as the average guy? Well, I think he was three times everything. Like, three, he's like three times as strong and three times as yeah, this. And three, I think you're right. And I remember having a conversation with, with my, my best bud, uh, Delvin, when we were in college and this came out. And and it is of note to this story that my friend Delvin, he is black. Okay. And, you know, triathlon. Yep. Black. And and we talked a lot about black characters and and how, you know, they, they took a while to get a foothold. I mean, let's be honest. Sure. Uh, Black they, Panther, Black Lightning, Black both. Panther, Black Lightning, um, you know, Storm was kind of one of the one of the ones that really kind of 
took hold. Luke Cage kind of took hold. Oh, yeah. But we always kind of thought it was funny that, you know, let's be honest, all these characters that, that were written were written by white people. Yeah. And so it was took a while for, for black characters to find their voice. I don't mean to get all heavy on you here. That's okay. But so <laughs> take it from my friend Delvin's point of view. He's like, got a new black character. Ah, damn. <laughs> he's so lame. He's, so, he's like, man, we got, ah, oh, like. That guy. And Delvin used to say uh, he's three times as everything, so he needs to be tri-slapped for that lame-ass costume. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, my god. Because that costume was terrible. Well it, well, it was based on 3D Man. It's not all his See, fault. See, I don't know anything about 3D Man. I don't either, <laughs> other than that he existed. <laughs> okay. And he was the thing. So, so, and so I, basing a new character that was forgettable on an old character yep. that was forgettable, that's the recipe. I, I think 3D Man, I want to say he came out in the 50s originally, because oh, I, okay. I think... You know what? Again, someone's writing in Somebody, going, no, you fool. Oh, his first appearance was in so-and-so. Obviously 1961. Right. Not Duh. in the 50s. Right. That's probably true, too. Yeah, I don't jerk. know. But, <laughs> but so that's where he gets those color schemes from. But if you think about the colors, too, uh, they sort of match up with 3D glasses or some reds. Or, well, he's, oh, well, see, he, well, he's red, green. And, no, wait. He's red, green, and yellow. That doesn't make that any does, sense. Yeah, he should have had blue and red if he's yeah. going to. Oh. It's failure on so many fronts. I apologize if 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 Mr. Busiek is is if we're tearing him down here. Well, I can promise you he's not listening, so don't oh, worry. Okay, good, good. Because he's a great... I've met him in a couple of cons. He's a great guy. And uh, just just for what he did for Conan alone, if you ever read his run. Oh, well, he's done so many amazing things. I know, he's done hey, a million things. Avengers like, Forever, his he Avengers brought Conan run, back, and uh, Astro City, yep. and, which, by the way, there's a great Astro City podcast out there, too. Oh, um, are you involved I mean, in it? No, you know? no, just a, a buddy of ours does it. I thought uh, you did all... No, I don't do all the podcasts. Oh, I, I, only do, the I only do about 50% of the podcasts on the internet, so... Well, 50% is good, but if you could do, like, half of them, That'd be better. Okay, I'll okay. work on. Oh, you're it. in Alabama. Thank you. <laughs> hey, math is your strong point. Oh yeah, I'll take it. I'll take the hit. Um, so yeah, triathlon. Why? There's no. Way. There's no answer. Because <laughs> 90s. Because 90s. Because 90s. Late 90s too. Yeah. Yeah. The other, the other Mort that uh, when you told me that you wanted to discuss Mort today that I thought yep. of, uh, and it's funny because uh, when I when I threw it to you earlier, I don't know people at home. We talked about this before we recorded. Well, we went to lunch. We peeled back the curtain on you a just bit. a little bit, just then, a little bit. Okay, but I mentioned a Mort, and I I don't think you knew. Did you know who he was? Typeface? No, I typeface. I, I have all kinds of things coming up <laughs> my head. Like if he's from the '60s, I bet he's like this. I, if he's from the '90s, I bet he's like this. So where's this guy from? No, no, no. Th- no. Anyway, no. I'm, I'm Googling sh- pictures is no good on an audio <laughs> podcast, okay? I'm, I'm just, I want to see if it's his first appearance. I'm I'm actually Googling right now on a podcast. This is the, so the, exciting this to watch is someone on their phone. Yeah, this is going to get cut. This is going to get cut. Don't cut this. <laughs> I'm cutting. Describe it as I'm doing this it. This is Jared. All right, I'm about to I'm answer the letter T-Y-P-E-F-A-C-E. Oh, my gosh. Type in typeface into the internet and see how many entries you get. V-I-L-L. AI, look, it even auto-filled, typeface villain. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we'll go ahead and get the image up so you can He's got to be a Spider-Man villain. Okay, yeah, he is a Spider-Man no, villain. No, of course he is. Look at this. I'm not making Oh, that. my gosh. He's got letters. That is so not as cool as I was expecting. I, I want to say this is Paul Jenkins' era he, he he He's wearing no shirt. He's wearing green overalls, so he's got the straps going up there, and he has letters uh, all stuck to his body. <laughs> like metal in, in various fonts, and, if I'm not yep. And he's got some bling going on, and then he's, he's like, got a giant R on his forehead like I, uh, the guy from Red Dwarf, except it's not an H. There you go. And here's the thing. It's so wacky and bizarre and stupid, but somehow still superior to triathlon. Well, <laughs> 
<laughs> he's clearly not to be. I mean, you can tell by the design, guys. He is not to be taken seriously. He is obviously designed as a joke character. And the sad part is, I recognize him from somewhere. I, I, I'm almost certain, and I'm using that Google. You have to describe it again. I'm pulling up Get the Marvel Universe wiki on this guy. Cutting this part again. Oh, come on, man. I'm giving you all I got. <laughs> Which ain't a lot, buddy. Yeah, and that, not a lot, buddy. I, yeah, I'll put, so far, I'll put no more one, joke balls so, on the T for so, you in a so minute. So far, no one's impressed. <laughs> uh, all right, yep. Yeah, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, first appearance, 2000. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that was the Paul Jenkins. It could have been, uh, yeah. that could have been the Peter David era, too, because Peter David came back to Spider-Man for a while. It's funny, they don't, like, really say, like, who created him, because <laughs> no one's taking <laughs> no credit one, for this. They erased it, actually, because it's a wiki. They went in, oh, Paul's like, in, like delete, 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 delete. Backspace, backspace, don't, yep. backspace. But, yeah. Uh, um, so what's his power? All right, all right. Uh, Gordon Thomas is a soldier coming back from the war. Uh, he's got an emotional scar. Now, I, I, I will be honest with you. We, yeah. I served in the military. Yes, I you did. I served in Iraq. And thank you for your service. Hey, and I mean was, that genuinely. And my pleasure, and I mean that genuinely. Um, I was proud to do it. At no point while I was there did <laughs> I was like, when I get back... <laughs> Big letters. Right. I gotta find big letters. Right. I gotta start Super a villain. Start a villain. Big career. letters. Um, yeah. Without a shirt. Yeah. Well, the shirtless thing I did for a while. Okay. Well, but, uh, that's it, <laughs> that's it closes. But yeah, um, it's it doesn't. It's just kind of giving me his backstory. I want to know what his powers are. Typeface was covered with various painted letters, some uh, with meaning, including A on his forehead, which stood for annihilation, or R for retribution. Oh goodness. L for lame ass idea. <laughs> but yeah, typeface. I, I, well, he does appear to be an intentional mort. Is it, I would say. <laughs> Hang on. Look at this link. Look at this link. It, right here, the first blue link. What does it say? Significant issues. Okay. Yeah, let's see what significant issues <laughs> typeface was. Probably in. his first appearance. Oh, oh, he was killed in spoilers. Civil War. Sp- yes. Yeah. Everyone got killed in Civil War. <laughs> yes. That was that was a big clearinghouse. How did from, you know that? Uh, it's like that in, for DC wise. It's like that issue of Eclipso where they wiped out like fifteen minor characters. It's like that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So he's a he's a casualty in Civil War. I'm I'm break I'm shedding a tear I, right I, now. What's the saddest font? Because he's typeface. Oh, like he's Helvilica. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 Comic Sans. He's, he's looking a little Verdana right now. <laughs> oh. All right, so those are your morts. Those, those are all are, yeah excellent would, picks. Those would be my big three. I think you need to tell the people at home about your wonderful sons, and I do mean that genuinely. I've met a lot of children over the years. I have two of my own, and he has two of the most well-behaved children in the world. Clearly, he beats them regularly to make them behave. Yeah, well, it's well, it's tranquilizer in the food. Oh, right? it's smart. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And got then, that from the Red Skull. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got my whole parenting playbook from the Red Skull, so <laughs> this is going to go really well. It's going to backfire on I me mean, in a few years. Children but. and Family Services are going to listen to this episode, <laughs> you know, right? Uh-oh. But yeah, thank you for the compliment on my kids, and I am, I am proud. I have two boys. I have a 10-year-old and a 2-year-old. I really spaced them out there. Um, but uh, my 10-year-old, his yeah. name is Jordan Scott. Okay, uh, nice solid name. Piece that puzzle together for you Green Lantern fans out there. We did indeed name him after Hal Jordan and Alan Scott. Chad Bokeman is losing his mind right now. Yes, this is how. This is really a testament to how awesome my wife is. Uh, yes, anything. it is. Um, but, yeah, so there's Jordan Scott, and then his little brother is Jay West Allen. So, for all you Flash people out there, he is named after Jay Garrick, Wally West, and Barry Allen. Unbelievable. That's the nerd level that li- lives in this household. My wife is awesome. 
Shout out to Johanna. Haven't mentioned her name. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I've been in his house for a while now. I've met his sons. I've mm-hmm. seen his amazing collection of stuff. And I've heard of this mythical wife. Mm-hmm. And I look around the house going, uh-uh, there's no way. There's no woman no, that lives There's no woman that lives <laughs> here. here. That's not possible. Yeah. Now, it's fairly clean as far as, you know, like, there's no filth or dirt or anywhere. So, so clearly he's either got a maid <laughs> or he is married. Because I doubt he's cleaning these things. Uh, yeah. And uh, But I don't I don't see it, man. There's no way. It's, she, she must, she's, she's too mythical to be she, this amazing. She's, yeah. she's a unicorn. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely a unicorn, and uh, some maybe it's like a beautiful mind thing where I invented her <laughs> in, my, in my head. But no, my my wife jo- Johanna is also quite the comic dork, which is why you can you can see all this stuff hanging in my house, and she's signed off on it, and we're a happy nerd family. She's she's actually like she's she's out nerded me. It's like I've never seen an episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, she's seen them all. I apologize. Uh, on behalf of the rest of the comic book community that she had to watch that. Oh, okay. You're not a fan. Okay. She thought it was okay. I'm getting there. She thought I'm it was I'm getting there. Okay. I'm not... She's caught up on Arrow. I'm a season oh, wow. behind, but she told me to skip season four anyway. She was like, <laughs> it's not good. But, but you know, the ner- the completest nerd in me, I'm going to hit those arrows. Well, that's how we work. We don't skip issues. We don't... <laughs> right. <laughs> we have issues. Right. And we don't skip issues. <laughs> You don't buy Justice League and then just skip the Joe Kelly issues. You know, you, you, you read through it. You keep going. You brought up Justice League. Yeah. And, I, and you edit the crap. Well, I, I, real quick, before you change subject, I will say, for those of you that are uh, G.I. Joe fans oh, yeah. and He-Man fans, mm. there is a display case in this house that would make you weep with joy. I mean, Ryan Daly, you would fall to your knees at the G.I. Joe collection I just witnessed. It okay. is unbelievable. Yeah, it, it is extensive. And it's almost completely put together through yard sales, my wife and I yard sales. Awesome. So she's got the He-Man. And Shiva thing, and I've got the. Speaking of which, all right, you know what? We're going to plug this right now. What is your uh, your your name? Your your known de plume uh, as in your artistic career? Uh, I'm known as the yard sale artist. He is incredible, folks. He does some amazing stuff. You can find his page on Facebook under Yard Sale Artist. That's right. You can find him under Twitter under Jared Albrecht, but it's also Yard Sale at Art. Yard Sale Artist. Yeah, yeah, at Yard Sale Artist. Check out the stuff he posts, folks. It is awesome. He's done a bunch of sketch cards of the Justly International characters. He's done a bunch of other paintings, and uh, it's very very impressive. Buy stuff hey. from him, in fact, if you can. I appreciate the plug. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug Shag. He, uh, they already know me. He's got flip flops. <laughs> cargo shorts. He bought my lunch today. Oh, great. Now they're all going to expect me to buy their oh, lunch. Edit, Way yeah, to go. Edit that. Edit <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate the, the plug. I really do. Um, I've, been, I've been growing this for about two years now. The yeah. whole yard sale artist thing. And then it's kind of my, my gig. I go to yard sales and I find things that I want to paint on. Even my paints come from yard sales. My brushes come from yard oh my sales. Gosh. Uh, my, the frames when you buy like uh, – or, or you buy frame stuff from me or sometimes you just get it for free. Yeah. That can happen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the frames are all from yard sales. So it's sort of like I'm trying to uh, – some people say it's upcycled you know, art, like stuff that was going to be kind of thrown away or gotten rid of, given the second life. So that's kind of my thing. There you go. And he, he gave me as a gift this amazing painting or drawing painting? I don't, a marker. Marker, marker sketch. Okay. Yeah, it's a marker, marker sketch. Marker sketch he did of Firestorm, but it is a representation of the – Classic superpowers, super uh, firestorm action figure. It's amazing. The likeness is amazing. You guys have probably seen it. I've posted it a couple times through social media already. Uh, but it is a gorgeous piece, and uh, I appreciate it. It was a bribe, actually. It was a bribe. 
was a bribe. Yeah. We'll go into that later, what it was a bribe for. <laughs> that'll be, they'll save that for another day. That's right. But I did bribe him with a piece of original art, but I was happy to do it. I like Firestorm a lot. I think he's got a great look. You're I'm on the looking, right show for that. I was, I was, I, I will take pretty much any excuse to do Firestorm just because those colors are so bold. Uh, most of my work I do, uh, my pen and ink work I do in well, black and white. Okay. But like, you can't do a black and white Firestorm. No way. Because he's all, that color pop is just amazing. And, and since this is a Firestorm and Aquaman show, just out of curiosity, how, how do you feel about Aquaman? Aquaman is uh, he's a he's a DC hero. <laughs> and <laughs> do you want my honest opinions about Aquaman? my honest opinion? Just know you half the people listening are Aquaman fans, I, I, so you're gonna I get told, some hate mail. I gave some hate to Aquaman earlier today to Shag because I was just like he's the lamest thing ever, and people who like Aquaman <laughs> are automatically suspect. Which includes me, by the way. <laughs> but I will say this. The, the truest thing is, actually, I, I do kind of like Aquaman. He is kind of cool. I like to be petty about stuff. <laughs> and I, it amuses me to be petty. And that's one of those things where I'll just always eternally be petty. Like, if you come up to me on the street and say, what do you think Aquaman? would say, oh, he's awful and he's terrible. But just know in my heart, heart of hearts, I do value him as a superhero. I don't think he's awful and terrible. But the line I'm going to publicly toe gotcha. is that he's, you know, he talks to the fish. Okay, there we go. Something fishy about that guy altogether. Oh. Oh, uh, that's really how you want to go out? Can I, uh, I gotta ask a question about it. Yeah, go for it. Because I, I don't read it. Okay, uh, that's okay. But I've heard it's quite good, especially the recent stuff. It's, it's, it's been amazing. And the new stuff with Dan Abnett, too, was really good. But I, if you ever want to, if you want if you would decide to start, either start with the Jeff John stuff okay. from the new, uh, new 52, or you, since I know you're a Peter David fan, check out the series from the 90s where Peter David made him edgy. Okay. I, is that is that where he cut, spoilers, is that where he cut off his own <laughs> hand? Uh, well, that was in the cartoon. In the comic, he didn't cut off his own hand. He, he got eaten by a piranha. Is that yeah, it was pretty not, gross. You're not making that up. I'm not making that up. He, a, a dude held his hand into the water, but he controls the fish. No, he doesn't. He doesn't command them. This he makes suggestions. Shit. Oh, I'm sorry. You're gonna. <laughs> he makes suggestions <laughs> to the fish, and they typically follow him. Oh, so he was but, like, "I suggest a, you don't eat my hand." And the piranha was like, "A pool of piranhas in a feeding frenzy this is, can't be stopped." See, this just shatters my whole reality. It was way cooler when he cut his own hand. <laughs> Let's just say he cut his own hand. In Justice League Unlimited, he absolutely did. So, so wait. He, he suggests to the fish. We're not going to have this discussion. No. Rob, no, Rob's getting really... My co-host is getting really upset right now. And I, <laughs> and I need him on my side. Does, does, does Ant-Man suggest to the ants? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, this is... I'm, uh, not, I'm not an authority on Scott anyway, Lang or Hank Pym. Me neither. And I'm definitely not an authority on Aquaman. And I, I pick... I think I that's clear. <laughs> but I do see... I do see... I do 7C his value. You 7C his value. Okay. Fair enough. I do. I, I do. And I, and I do like Peter David. So I may nope. definitely take a look at that so maybe I can break through there you go break through on Aquaman okay because yeah, honestly really my major exposure to him was the Super Friends cartoon okay yeah well that's good he had a great sound effect with the <laughs> pick up the uh, Time and Tide miniseries it's been traded so you can probably find that Time and Tide is that, that David that's Peter David okay and that's, uh, that's what kicked off the Aquaman mini, uh, the Aquaman ongoing that was a four issue mini and then went into the ongoing I, okay my hate doesn't run deep enough to where I won't try it there so we go. I will I will you will, give it a You'll go. be on Twitter telling people how much you liked it. I like Aquaman. There All you right. go. Hopefully you're not just fishing for compliments on Aquaman. Oh, back to the <laughs> puns. I thought you'd be hooked into these by now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out of this house. Uh, you got a sinking feeling? All right, folks. We're out the for... The tides have turned. <laughs> from Enterprise in uh, Alabama, signing off. Say goodbye, Jared. Goodbye, Jared.
And that's going to do it, folks. Uh, I want to say a very special thank you to all of my friends who made time out of their busy lives to hang out with me. And a special thanks, which I probably should have said at the beginning of the show, to Stella, who actually had the idea to discuss more characters, which I then stole and used in each one of my visits. Thanks, Stella. Please be sure to check out all the folks you heard today at their respective websites, podcasts, or other endeavors. I'm going to be posting some related images to this episode over on our website, which is fireandwaterpodcast.com, and then go up to shows, choose Aquaman and Firestorm. You'll see uh, there'll be a gallery post there, and I'll post some uh, different various pictures of some of the morts we discussed today, if you're not familiar with folks like Typeface and things like that. Also, please stay in touch with us via social media. You can find my co-host, Rob Kelly, over at theaquamanshrine.net, which is their website. You can also find him on Facebook and Twitter under Aquaman Shrine. Uh, Rob also has several other Twitter accounts, uh, Film and Water Pod, Pod Dylan, Treasury Cast, about 17 more, which I don't have time to list. You can find me at Firestorm Fan on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, as we head out of the show here, I'm going to play the usual closing theme song you hear every week. However, you may not be aware, this particular rendition was actually recorded uh, in one of these types of visits that I've been talking about today. Uh, recorded back in 2015 when I hung out with Daniel Cynical Adams and Ashton Burge. One of the voices you actually hear, the one that's out of tune, that's actually me. So, uh... <laughs> I tell you, I get so many great memories from the various trips I've taken over the past few years. And I've said it before, I really mean it. You folks are the most amazing collection of geeks anywhere. I want to sincerely thank each and every one of you for your fun, your, your wonderful spirit, and, and your friendship. So I love all you guys. Until next time, fan the flame and ride the wave. Aquaman and Firestorm fighting crime together. So come down or burn them up. No one does it better Whenever you find trouble They'll always be there To catch them in a bubble Or even torch their hair They stand for truth and justice And see a land In there Aquaman and Firestorm They make a super pair Aquaman and Firestorm Super friends forever Yeah